What the? What is this? What's going on here? Yoko, thank god you're here. It's kind of an emergency. What's with all these people? Well, you know, we were taking care of red carpet. Right, interviewing game characters like you do every year. And we kind of got them all riled up about how Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS is being treated this year. Seriously? Fans have been voting since mid-November, and there are riots now? Well, the award is for Game of the Year, and the SMYN Network's Game of the Year is obviously the newest Smash Brothers. I mean, the podcast itself is called Show Me Your News. It stands to reason. Well, yes, we did exclude the game from nomination for Game of the Year, Best Wii U Game, Best 3DS Game, and Best Soundtrack. Otherwise, it would have been a total landslide for a community that was based on a love of Smash Brothers. It doesn't matter. They're still pretty pissed. Well, you both need to do something about it. I'm due on stage momentarily for the opening number, Miles is directing the show, and Rachel's in the announcer's booth. Alright, if you say so. Thanks, guys. Speaking of Miles, I've got him in my ear right now. We're seconds away. Let's have a great show. We're pretty screwed, aren't we? This is the year for Super Smash Bros. For 3DS and Wii U. And because it would win the big awards, here's a show to choose. First we have Bayonetta 2 Gotta save John And the truth behind The witch hunts Honor the greatest games we're playing The votes have been counted, we're waiting Game of the year is power right It's about to begin All the best games from 2014 Show me your news at work All made sure that your voice was heard With every single vote It's enough as each winner is announced here It's the show me your news at work It's all just for you Show me your news at Warriors have entered Hyrule, licking Zelda with a whole cast of friends. Portals open in time and space, fan service overload. Don't forget there's Mario Kart with its anti-gravity. Characters and new track DLC for all your racing fun. Cause our game of the year will be the most accomplished and with our game of the year our voices will become one ruby and fire are remade with some alpha and omega all the legendaries now found within the region of hoenn what about performing come strike the earth the goldie brave shovel knight 
and the eight the graphics of Blast Drive 2 Pass for the players. Here we go, your five nominees, which will take home the big prize. Joe, what's going on? Hi there, Rachel. Sorry about this. Hey, wait, stop. What are you doing? <clears throat> Attention, attendees of the Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards show. It's okay now. You can call off your riots. Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS is still in consideration for most awards tonight. It is not gone from the show entirely. That is all. It's up to you now, Ben. You hear that, everyone? Yes, Smash Bros. is assuredly this community's game of the year. But we're still here to entertain tonight, and you're just gonna have to deal with that. Alright, Yoko, let's bring it home. One game that is missing The latest Super Smash Brothers We are a show that started before Brawl That kind of takes away the suspense So let's just focus on all the other Games that we played throughout this long year And that way it will be fairest for our listeners Is it right? Is it fair? How will we know for sure? The fans they'll vote Is this their award show? We can't believe it's finally here So let the show begin 2014 was an awesome year for games Is the show me your news and Our favorite hosts will take the stage And some special guests too the snuff as each winner is going to be revealed It's the Show Me Your News Network It's all just for you Show Me Your News Network This is the year of Super Smash Bros For 3DS and it's the 2014 Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards. The most fan-centric gaming podcast on the internet gets its own fan-voted award show. Tonight, Megami 33, Cyberlink 420 and Game Buddy, Master WGS, Gimpfish and NinjaLink, SMY and Network Content Hosts, and many more. And I'm Rachel. And now, the creator of the Show Me Your News Network and your MC for the evening, Yoko. Thank you. 
Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Sminjas everywhere. Welcome to the 2014 Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards. Show Me Your News is the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and we are part of the Show Me Your News Network at showmeyournews.com. This is the 175th episode of the podcast. And here we are. Another terrifying yet highly rewarding production that is this award show. It's our fifth year doing this, and it never seems to get any easier. I mean, we're talking more than 200 hours of work from start to finish, and hopefully that is apparent as well as not taken for granted. But I suppose I'm getting ahead of myself. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Yes, this is my real public speaking voice. No, I am not single. Yes, you should tune in for the rest of the show. For you see, video game industry personalities may put on their own award shows with big budgets. Other websites may produce videos or write articles to convey their opinions regarding the best games of the year. However, we at Show Me Your News do things differently. We ask our community to nominate and vote for winners in 30 categories. We produce musical numbers and additional bits or interludes to provide further entertainment. Then we put it all together in an audio format that takes an immense amount of work. This is our one-of-a-kind video game awards show, done with a flair that takes tons of dedication to make happen, pushed by our fans in the Show Me Your News community. We hope it's as fun to listen to as it is to create. Speaking of those other big budget shows, the Game Awards were something this year, weren't they? Much better than VGX, that's for sure. Now, just to clarify, we won't have any video game world premieres tonight. And even if we did, I think that term lost its luster a bit after that award show, you know? I just don't think a new trailer for a game that we already know exists qualifies as a world premiere. But if it does, stay tuned for the world premiere of this year's Real Men of Gaming. At the very least, we won't have Battlefield Hardline show up with its out-of-touch tagline about police violence. I mean, seriously, be the law, break the law? What was up with that? Sure, the word smash has a lot of potential double meanings and innuendos, but at least Nintendo's marketing team stayed well away from those. But best of all, there won't be any obscenely overproduced commercials for shoddy mobile games tonight, like you would otherwise see on most American television programs. I mean, Clash of Clans essentially gets short animated films. Kate Upton is a dream catch for any advertiser today, and yet she ends up hawking Game of War? And don't even get me started on Grepolis. Ugh. Sure, we'll be doing some self-promotion, but it's all for the sake of entertaining you. Now, we have many guests here to present our awards tonight, so you don't have to worry about only listening to my voice all night. Also, our awards and its winners truly represent the voice of our community, as a full list of nominated games was narrowed down to a set of finalists, which then produced a winner, all accomplished by fan vote. But most of all, this show is full of heart. We wouldn't put this much effort into this experience if we didn't think it was totally worth it. Now critique what you will about this award show, but it's pretty tough to disregard what we're accomplishing with it. We want to entertain you so that you have fun listening, and we think that's what we'll do tonight. This is what we've all been waiting for. 
From across the SMYN network, let the 2014 Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards begin. She will be your announcer this evening, and she's known as Evie on Twitch. From Show Me Your News and the Questionably Roundtable, please welcome Rachel. Consoles are great, sure. Some of the best games in the industry have been console exclusive. But to some players, the PC is really where you go for the good stuff. From computers like the Commodore 64 and the Amiga, to the classic point-and-click adventures played using MS-DOS, to games sold on modern outlets like Steam and GOG, PCs sport the largest collective library in video game history. 2014 merely added to the already massive list with games involving a fancy adventure in the land of Thedas, an action-filled adventure in the Himalayas, a stressful night job guarding murderous animatronics, a nonsensical game about a four-legged harbinger of destruction, or a mission to save a city slowly being deleted from the world. The nominees for Best PC Game are... Dragon Age Inquisition Far Cry 4 Five Nights at Freddy's Goat Simulator and Transistor Best PC Game And the winner is... Dragon Age Inquisition BioWare truly delivered with this installment of Dragon Age, as it even won the top prize at the Game Awards. For our show, though, it takes home the PC trophy. The runner-up was Five Nights at Freddy's. Last year's winner in this category was Saints Row 4. This is Dragon Age Inquisition's only nomination tonight, and its only win. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Exo Ryko. Have you ever managed to just get lost in a game's world? Not to say that you don't know where to go, but you just totally forget yourself in the experience and let yourself become part of that universe. When the atmosphere is right, when graphics and gameplay come together to define what the player is feeling, the game really starts to come alive. You'll be afraid of the alien or killer robot lurking around every corner, or you'll feel the tension of sneaking behind enemy lines to rescue a friend. These next games excelled in making us feel like we were really in their world, walking alongside the characters every step of the way. The nominees for Best Atmosphere in a Game are... Alien Isolation Five Nights at Freddy's Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes and Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Best Atmosphere. And the winner is... Five Nights at Freddy's. Freddy Fazbear's Pizza was a spooky place to play the role of a night guard as you were flipping through the security cameras and losing your sanity while the power faded away. The runner-up was Alien Isolation. Last year's winner in this category was Bioshock Infinite. 
Five Nights at Freddy's is nominated 10 times tonight, and this is its first win. Show Me Your News presents Real Men of Gaming. Real Men of Gaming! Today we salute you, Mr. Ubisoft Executive. Mr. Ubisoft Executive! This was quite the year for you. How could anyone forget the highly anticipated Watchdogs? What a big buzzkill! And then there was Assassin's Creed Unity. Performance limitations, review embargoes, glitches, connected apps. What a rousing success. Female assassins! And dare we mention the off-delayed racer, the crew, microtransactions! So stand tall and be proud, Yves Guillemot and his gang, because all that matters to you are your game's sales figures. Mr. Ubisoft Executive! Show me your news, SMYN Network USA. From RTM Radio, please welcome Darkerai. Something I've struggled with for a long time is trying to define the RPG genre. RPG stands for role-playing game, right? So I've heard it said that any game where you're playing the role of a character is an RPG, but that's not right. There's something more about a game that can lead you through an adventure worthy of a classic Final Fantasy, a simulation of life in a world of adventurers, or a hilarious callback to old tabletop games. I may not be able to properly explain what an RPG is, but I can sure as hell tell you that these are some of the best. The nominees for Best Role-Playing Game are... Bravely Default Fantasy Life Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and South Park The Stick of Truth Best RPG And the winner is... Bravely Default Bravely Default ended up being a brilliant callback to nostalgia in all the best ways. Just how good was this RPG? It made Square Enix reconsider their approach to these kinds of games. Wow. The runner-up was South Park, The Stick of Truth. Last year's winner in this category was Fire Emblem Awakening. Bravely Default is nominated six times tonight, and this is its first win. From Refrigerated Reviews, please welcome DQP. Once upon a time, video games were all about someone who had an idea that they wanted to follow through on. Timeless classics like Super Mario Bros., Final Fantasy, or even just plain old adventure for the Atari 2600. Nowadays, games are such a huge investment that studios aren't willing to take the risk on something new and unique. Creativity isn't lost, though, as there are still passionate developers willing to see their idea through to the end. Not because it can make them money, but because they simply love what they're doing. It may not always work out, but a small team willing to take a lot of risks can end up making the most memorable experiences. The nominees for Best Independent Game are... Five Nights at Freddy's Octodad, Dadliest Catch 
Shovel Knight. And Transistor. Best Indie Game. And the winner is... Shovel Knight. The small team known as Yacht Club Games captured the perfect essence of the 8-bit platformer as the quest for chivalry fascinated Sminjas in 2014. The runner-up was Five Nights at Freddy's. Last year's winner in this category was Papers, Please. Shovel Knight is nominated eight times tonight, and this is its first win. This is Yoko, and this is Sword Hunter. Yes, it has been a while since we've made an episode where we pick out the worst moments from a Pokemon movie, but we're still a part of the SMYN network, so how can we resist the annual Game of the Year awards? Now, for last year's show, we broke down the flaws in Pokemon X and Y, but this time around, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire is up for Game of the Year. There's a lot of nostalgia here with Hoenn, and we both think this year's installment is a better game overall than last year's. I mean, Dexnav. Enough said. That doesn't mean we get to hold back, though. It's time to cover the errors, logical mistakes, plot holes, and poor writing. It's at times like these where we like to say... But, you know, for video games... One of our gripes last year with Pokemon X and Y was that the character customization system didn't go really as far as we would have liked. Everyone kind of ended up looking same-ish. Well, what about this year? Are Brendan and May's models too hallowed to even touch? That everyone has to look the same? Oh, put on those nostalgia glasses. I mean, you can't even do color palette swaps. I mean, isn't that strange? We're one year removed from the game that's built on the same engine, on the same system, and yet we can't touch these hallowed figures. Oh, we can choose how we look like online based on other trainer sprites, which are also all the same. We can customize our secret bases, but not our characters. Number three, the character customization cleanse. Since these were remake games, catching Pokémon, and especially Legendaries, from all the generations was a distinct possibility. And with the addition of Dexnav, the gotta catch em all facet was even more appealing in these games. That being said, I found catch rates to vary greatly throughout this entire game. Take Groudon and Kyogre's battles for instance. Sure, they were made more difficult with Rest and Aqua Ring, and that's fine. But success rates of Pokeballs were surprisingly low for being story-driven legendaries as compared to past entries. What made this more frustrating was that the Primal Reversion cutscene was after your approach. So if you happened to knock them out by an accidental critical hit, you had to watch that whole cutscene again before you could try again. Just put it before the approach. Not hard. And yet, I had instances where I would throw a Pokeball at a full HP, untouched Pokemon, and it would catch it on the first try. And then I had other instances, not just with legendaries, where I would have them asleep and at 1 HP, would not get a single shake with an Ultra Ball, and then on the very next throw I would catch them with a Pokeball. I caught Deoxys with a Pokeball! Number 2. Farcical Fabled Formations Ah uh, yes, Hoenn. 
There's so much nostalgia here. And as I go and challenge Watson in Mauville City, I enter this big metropolis, dual layered, strip mall like in what? What Mauville City is this? Look, I know that in past Pokemon games recently, you've tried to have the big city to impress you graphically. But come on, Mauville City was not this kind of town. And you tried to keep so many things down to the T, though you did take the old people out of the Lava Ridge Hot Springs, and that's a crime. But if there was one thing for you to change, making Mauville City into something completely unrecognizable was not something you should have done. And especially when you keep the two-bike system. Come on, just make it a mock and acro bike in one. But the city change? Reprehensible. Number 1. Mauville's Munificent Modernization And that'll just about do things on our end for the bottom three complaints with Pokemon, Omega Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. We are working on retooling how we cover Pokemon movies, but until then, you can see our past episodes at showmeyournews.com slash WTFP. And follow us on Twitter at WTFP Show. For now, this is Yoko. And this is Sword Hunter. Let's get back to the show. For as long as anyone can remember, the Lumen Sages and Umbra Witches watched over the world. 500 years ago, Civil War tore the two clans apart, wiping them out. All that remained were Bayonetta, the Umbra Witch bearing the left eye of the world, and Balder, the Lumen Sage bearing the right eye of the world. Now, with Balder defeated, Bayonetta and her friend Jean remain, slaughtering the angels who wiped out their clan. But when Bayonetta loses control of her powers, she sets off on a rescue mission to Fimbleventer, the only place in the human realm connecting to both Inferno and Paradiso. The first nominee for Show Me Your News Game of the Year, this is Bayonetta 2. From Smash Dash, please welcome Callum Stamp. Nothing will ever beat the feeling of inviting friends over for a night of gaming or to start an online game with a group of your guildmates. Good multiplayer can bring people together in ways that other mediums just can't achieve. Or they can turn the greatest of friends into bitter enemies with blood feuds that will last a lifetime. Whether you were working together fighting aliens, racing carts, fencing like gentlemen, or duking it out in our favorite party fighter, 2014 had a lot to offer in the realm of multiplayer gaming. The nominees for best multiplayer in a game are... Destiny. Mario Kart 8. Nidhogg. 
and Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Best Multiplayer. And the winner is Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Whether it's eight-player Smash with items or the competitive game with none, the multiplayer in Super Smash Brothers is always going to be what keeps bringing players back. The runner-up was Mario Kart 8. Last year's winner in this category was Pokémon X and Y. Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS is nominated seven times tonight, and this is its first win. From 62-Bit Gaming, please welcome Gimpyfish. We can't keep saying every year that, despite its rough start, the 3DS has become a strong contender in the industry, because we all know that by now, Nintendo has once again shown almost complete dominance in the realms of portable gaming, and it's not hard to see why. Nobody else has the games this little powerhouse boasts as some of the best in its library. Whether you're looking for the weirdest life simulator to come out in years, a return to form from a company once considered the best at creating great JRPGs, a long-awaited full 3D remake of a beloved franchise, or a crossover of logic years in the making. The Nintendo 3DS has got you covered. The nominees for Best 3DS Game are... Bravely Default Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire Professor Layton vs. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney and Tomodachi Life. Best 3DS game. And the winner is Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. It was years in the making, and there was a lot that could have gone wrong, but the courtroom logic crossover delivered on its premise. Sminjas have no objection with that. The runner-up was Bravely Default. Last year's winner in this category was Fire Emblem Awakening. This is Professor Layton vs. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney's only nomination tonight, and its only win. Standing on the edge of the deadline When the game must go gold And the glitches are too much now awful feedback if these copies are sold gamers go to gaff just to vent about arkham night desolation Devastation What a mess it is Will it see the light Watching All the hate From the players As their games do begin Day one patches must download fixed frame rates, but 
We cannot win. I've been delayed. I'm wrong. The game is just not right. Why must the gamers wait so long? Even though they did all this time. Standing on the edge of the industry, looking at Nintendo. And I'm hoping for some insight to solve it, this dilemma they know. Gamers, tweet the death, just to vent the orders losing sight. Desolation, devastation, what a mess it is, will it see the light? I've been delayed, I'm wrong, the game is just not right. Why must the gamers wait so long? Even though they did all this We're not releasing this game now? What then? We'll put faith in the finished product and take it into next year with us. Shining light for an industry gone wrong, even in loss. We are Diamond Pubs. I won't release this mess just to turn a profit. I will always put the player first. From Read the Manual Productions across the SMYN network, please welcome the Devaga.
Heroes from the realm of light, you've foiled us for the last time. We, the villains who seek power or revenge or simple destruction. Without us, you have no purpose. Without us, you have no journey. Whether your obstacle is a monster hunting you as prey, a psychopathic bear in charge of a strange school, an animatronic fox who doesn't like to be watched, or the swarm from within the spirit of creation, we, the antagonists, shall always move against you. We will not fall easily. So train, hero. Train your hardest and get stronger. It's up to you to defeat us. The nominees for Antagonist of the Year are... The Xenomorph from Alien Isolation. Monokuma from Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc. Let's give it everything we've got! It's punishment time! No! <laughs> Foxy the Pirate from Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh shit. The hell is that laugh? Oh crap! Foxy's gone. Oh shit! Oh! And Master Core from Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Antagonist of the Year. And the winner is. Monokuma. The two-toned bear known as Monokuma is a sadistic little bastard with a sharp tongue and a cruel delight for punishment. If you don't know this Danganronpa villain, then you don't know despair. The runner-up was Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. Last year's winner in this category was The Narrator from The Stanley Parable. Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc is nominated three times tonight, and this is its first win. Hey kids, it's your friends and enemies from over here at Moon Prism Power Hour. It's time for one last Sailor Says, an extended edition. A gaming edition! A Sailor Says extended gaming edition! So sit back and enjoy these wonderful morals that may one day save your life. Something got you down? Need time away from your boring old school? Well hey there. I bet you've never seen a detention session quite like the ones we have over at Hope Peak Academy. Boy, I'll tell you, you do not want to get yourself stuck in the middle of the desk and the floor. Boy, we'll be cleaning you up for days. Oh, we also have islands. Beware of imposters, um, volcanoes, and, oh yeah, beach clubs called Titty Typhoon. We're all out for blood here in the world of Danganronpa. I mean, stay safe out there, you poor bastards. Sometimes when your best friend in the world disappears into a tall, dark, mysterious dungeon, you shouldn't go mope for several years and then fully expect them to be alive when you finally feel like going to save them and the whole world because, oh god, we're so close to destruction. You blew it, shovel man. We're so screwed. So to reiterate, today's moral is not let your friends die, I guess. It's not like a lot is really up to us. We're all dead anyways. Kids, it can be pretty tough when you're the last surviving member of your clan after a brutal civil war, especially when you lost control of your magic hair monster and it killed your best friend. 
But when you're heading to the top of a mountain so you can be in both heaven and hell after riding an R-Wing over an ancient city, you... Is this an actual game? Are, are, are you screwing with me right now? This is real. Am I just having a fever dream? Nintendo looked at this. Yes, we will publish this. This is our family-friendly adventure this year. What the fuck? Remember, kids, life can be sad sometimes. Like when you invite your secret lover to the beach to confess to them, and they turn you down in a booming, echoey voice. You may find yourself depressed and living under a never-ending rainstorm of sadness, but it's okay. Depression is easy to fix. Apparently, all you have to do is eat a lot of food, or sit in front of a fan, or a... Go to Rome or something. I don't know. What's even going on anymore? Put on a new hat. There you go. Your depression's cured. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Nobody likes walking around in the dark. It's not only scary, it can be dangerous. If you're not careful, you might walk into a wall, or trip over some wires, or get captured by a possessed animatronic animal and stuffed into an animatronic suit. That's why the moral of this sailor says is when you go work for a shady place, Bring a backup generator so you don't run out of power. Or just don't work there, period. We hope you enjoyed these lessons and took them to heart. Please enjoy the rest of the show. Do your thing, Moon Mama. I mean, Rachel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mexican Juice. Sometimes games just fly under the radar, and it's not surprising why. Mainstream titles can get up to multi-million dollar advertising campaigns. Too many games can all have the same release date. And let's face it, you can't get around to every game you want to play. These are the games that, for some reason or another, didn't get the love and affection that they really deserve, and we heard them make it up to them. The nominees for most underrespected game are... Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc. Five Nights at Freddy's. And Shovel Knight. Most underrespected. And the winner is... Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc. Perhaps it's a sign of the platform that it's exclusive to. But this courtroom school thriller that employs dark themes, murder, a twisted sense of humor, and social links to top it all off, truly needs to be experienced by more people. The runner-up was Shovel Knight. This is a new category this year. Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc is nominated three times tonight, and this is its second win. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Fangs. Just because the credits roll on a game, that does not mean the story is over. There may be backstories we haven't heard yet, more places to explore with friends, or perhaps just a few more fighters ready to jump in the fray. Sure, we may have to pay a little bit more for these experiences. Yet, as great games come to a close, people tend to be hungry for more, and these games were happy to supply that nourishment. The nominees for Best Downloadable Content are... Master Quest Pack from Hyrule Warriors Pack 1 from Mario Kart 8 
Big Band, Eliza, and Fukua from Skullgirls. And Left Behind from The Last of Us. Best DLC. And the winner is... Mario Kart 8! Before 2014 started, would you have guessed that Link would ever appear in Mario Kart as a racer? That Mute City would appear as a track? How about Isabel arriving as a racer in 2015? Exactly. The runner-up was The Last of Us. Last year's winner in this category was New Super Mario Bros. U. Mario Kart 8 is nominated eight times tonight, and this is its first win. Ah, that hit the spot. Oh hi, I'm DQP, host of Refrigerated Reviews. I've been invited to do a spot on this whole Game of the Year shindig, so here goes. Actually, it just occurred to me now that I never gave the show a good introduction. I just kind of started making reviews, just like that. So now's as good a time as any, I guess. Refrigerated Reviews is a simple, short-form game review show. Like the best snacks, it's short, chilled out, and hopefully leaves a pretty good taste in your mouth. It's a bit of a response to the many angry and livid critics on YouTube, I guess. As a critic for UAA's newspaper, I was constantly racking my brain about how to adapt my reviews to a video format, and I even experimented with a little bit at times. But now, I think I've found my comfort zone, so that's great. But I guess I should probably actually review something to demonstrate what the show is all about, so... Let's see... Hmm, um, let's look through... Oh, I know! How about I review the Game of the Year award show itself? Yeah, I may as well. So, the show. I do have to give the man credit, Yoko knows how to put on a great award show. It has class and style. But while the Spike VGA bashing isn't entirely unwarranted, it does get a little repetitive. The awards are handpicked by the Show Me Your News community itself, and while they do make some questionable choices, <coughs> or as for best atmosphere, <coughs> it still makes some great choices. It gives the community personality and individuality. They don't always go with the flow. I like that. However, I do have to say, come on, Yoko. That singing voice, good god, my dog's in the corner howling along with it, and even she's more in tune than you are. The lyrics are nice, and the song parodies are pretty cool, but my god, hire a vocal coach or something. You couldn't sing if Simon Cowell had you at gunpoint. But then again, he let me present something for the show, and I guess I do get to have this bit, so... 10 out of 10. Would listen. When it comes to having your own personal harem of warrior princesses, no one has it quite as made as the hero of Hyrule. But when a lovely young thing wants our precious Link all to herself, well, she opens up her mind and allows herself to become another victim of darkness. However, this girl happens to be the most powerful sorceress of her time, and opens the proverbial hellgates on the world to draw out the newest incarnation of Link. She succeeds, and it's up to you to take up the mantle of hero against hordes and hordes of monsters in this Wii U crossover title of a lifetime. It's time to class up the old tunic with a flowing scarf and kick it in Hyrule, Dynasty style. The second nominee for the Show Me Your News Game of the Year, it's Hyrule Warriors.
From Box of Danger, please welcome Master WGX. Sometimes it feels like the PlayStation Vita is the industry's favorite punchline. People love to say that the Vita has no games, but that's simply not true. If you want an experience similar to the kind you get on PlayStation 4, then, well, you're not looking in the right place. The Vita may not have the AAA titles that people expect from it, but some lesser-known Japanese titles and the very best of the indie market managed to flesh out a stellar library for Sony's handheld. Just give these next games a try, and I guarantee you'll probably never stop playing. The nominees for the best PlayStation Vita game are... Child of Light. Danganronpa 2. Goodbye Despair. Freedom Wars. And Luftrausers. Best Vita Game. And the winner is... Danganronpa 2. Goodbye Despair. For a new franchise to deliver two games in one year is one thing. For the cutthroat tropical sequel to win this award is another impressive thing entirely. The runner-up was Freedom Wars. Last year's winner in this category was Tearaway. Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair is nominated two times tonight, and this is its first win. From WTF Pokemon, please welcome Sword Hunter. You kind of have to feel bad for people who don't like driving. Sitting behind the wheel, controlling your vehicle around every twist and turn, and overall fulfilling your need for speed, or so to speak. It's not necessarily about racing, either. It can be about pulling off tricks on a stunt track, totally dazzling any spectators that happen to be watching. If those kinds of things strike the right notes with you, then you're going to love these next games. Now where on earth is my PS Plus version of Drive Club? The nominees for Best Driving Game are... Forza Horizon 2 Gran Turismo 6 Mario Kart 8 and Trials Fusion Best Driving Game And the winner is... Mario Kart 8 The best racer this year is the most fantastically styled one on the list. Sure, it doesn't have any Porsches in it, but hey, at least you can ride in a Mercedes-Benz if you so choose. The runner-up was Gran Turismo 6. This is a new category this year. Mario Kart 8 is nominated eight times tonight, and this is its second win. Hey there, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And we're part of the podcast Down the Sidelines on the Show Me Your News Network. We cover the sports news in the world. Now, for some people who may listen to Show Me Your News and the other podcasts, that may not interest you. But what if we did this? That's right. It's Come On, Man! We're talking the snubs from the Game of the Year Awards. And I'll start 
Assassin's Creed Unity. How was this not up for best trailer this year? I mean, it is cinematic as hell. It goes great with the Lord cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Now some of these other trailers that are nominated, like I get it, it's a big deal that Majora's Mask got announced. It's a big deal, I guess, that another Five Nights at Freddy's is being made. But I may be misconstruing the news for the trailer. And as far as artistic trailers go, Ubisoft, now, you know, they may not be great on game news, but they kill it on trailers. I'm floored that Assassin's Creed Unity was not up for best trailer this year. So, come on, man! We're talking best soundtrack in the game. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, nowhere to be found. What is this about? Guys, they brought David Wise back. A great composer. His atmospheric style, I mean, just really makes you feel like you're in every level. Uh, the way that he mixes, you know, the natural sounds from the environment with the uh, prominent melodic uh, sounds, you know, the percussive stuff. Uh, I mean, in that sax, though, I mean, come on. How could you not vote for this? What's wrong with you? Come on, man. Now, best re-released game, that's a pretty good category this year. But Grand Theft Auto V is not on there? Arguably, the most work went into remaking this game. And I know, Grand Theft Auto V, it came out last year! It shouldn't be considered, well, Last of Us Remastered was considered. Put Grand Theft Auto V over The Last of Us Remastered because you had the extra content, you had first-person mode, and if you just look at a comparison between the two videos, between PS3 and PS4, or Xbox 360, Xbox One, it's no comparison. Yeah, Last of Us may run at 60 frames per second now, but it's no contest compared to Grand Theft Auto V. So that missing out on best re-release game? Come on, man! All right, when it comes to most under-respected game, um, I feel like you really gotta look at what Level 5 did this year with Fantasy Life, because everybody talks about how, you know, they love Animal Crossing. It's got that kind of stuff in it. You can customize your house, you can customize your character, you can do all these things. But what do they want with that? They say online multiplayer, so we finally got that with, you know, the last New Leaf. But, this has got RPG elements in it, people. I mean, every time that I watched the playthroughs they did at E3, it just seemed like everybody turned their head away. They were like, ah, what is this shovelware from level 5? It's a really, really good game, but I feel like it is really under-respected. Come on, man. 2015 is going to be an incredible year for games. So, most anticipated, that's a pretty strong category. And some good nominees, but how can we leave Uncharted for A Thief's End off of that list? Now, over at NeoGAF, a pretty respected community, that's their number one most anticipated game. Yes, show me your news, we are our own community. But when you go and then look at the demo at PSX, which, yes, was after the voting period, Uncharted 4 is looking incredible. Personally, it is my most anticipated game of the year, and to think that this game did not receive any votes in the finalist voting period is a shame. I mean, look at how good this game is going to be. Uncharted 4, A Thief's End to be totally left out? That's a ridiculous snub. Come on, man! So those are just some of the things that we thought were left out of the show. If you think of anything, let us know in the comments below. And we'll be interested to hear what you think. Come, Come on, man! man.
From down the sidelines, please welcome Joel. Do you want to watch an old movie? You just need a Netflix subscription. Want to read an old book? You'll probably find it at the library. But if you want to play an old game, well, that's a little trickier. Do you still have your old console? Does that console even work anymore? Will it plug into your new TV? Will this old DOS game even run on Windows? Lately, re-releases have become a lot more common in gaming, allowing us to play the games that time has forgotten. They can also be a great way for a developer to fix anything that just didn't really work the first time around, bringing us closer to the developer's original vision. We're going to be playing games for a long time, and thankfully, we can play these ones for a little longer. The nominees for best re-release game are... Bayonetta Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire And The Last of Us Remastered Best re-release. And the winner is... Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix. We still have a ways to go for Kingdom Hearts 3, but the inclusion of the previously Japan-only final mixes of these great games remastered in HD? Pure action RPG bliss. The runner-up was Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Last year's winner in this category was The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker HD. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix is nominated two times tonight, and this is its first win. From Read the Manual Productions across the SMYN network, please welcome Jim Leader Ben. A lot of times, things don't work out for a game in all the wrong ways. A studio may have fallen from grace and lost their way. Corporations could have too big of a hand in the project and push for an unfinished game to be released. Or perhaps without a large corporation guiding a studio, they lose sight of the vision that they wanted. Whatever the reason, sometimes things take a turn for the worse. And no matter who you are, we've all at some point gotten our hopes a little too high to have them dashed. The nominees for most disappointing game are... Assassin's Creed Unity Destiny Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric and Watch Dogs Most Disappointing And the winner is Watch Dogs Watch Dogs had been nominated for our most anticipated award for the past two years. For it to land here after it resulted in a very average final product is a sadly sobering thought. The runner-up was Destiny. Last year's winner in this category was Aliens, Colonial Marines. This is Watch Dogs' only nomination tonight, and this is its only win. Witch's Court is now in session. 
Please bring forth the accused. What's going on? It wasn't me, I tell you. I'm being framed. The accused will be silent. You're on trial under suspicion of witchcraft, and any words that leave your mouth from here on out will not be tolerated. But don't worry, Yoko. Oh, no. Yeah, it's cool. We got this. I see the defense is here and eager to begin. Please state your names and present your opening statements. Oh, uh, right. I'm Doba, and this is my defense partner, Ben. That's me. Yeah! Together, we're gonna prove that the defendant, Yoko, did indeed not use witchcraft. Don't you worry, Yoko. We're confident in our ability. We're gonna be the best gosh-darn defense attorneys you've ever seen. I mean, how hard can it be to prove you innocent? Witchcraft's not even a thing in real life. I'm afraid that's where you're wrong, Sir's Beard and Mutton Chops. Ah, the Inquisition has arrived. I was beginning to think you wouldn't show up, Inquisitor... I was gathering a bit more evidence, Your Honor. The Inquisition is now prepared to prove that this man, this Yoko, if that is his real name... It's not. Whatever his name may be, I am fully prepared to prove without a doubt that he has committed the heinous crime of witchcraft. This man, this witch, will be brought to justice swiftly and without mercy. The fire shall happen! Hey, so... Before that happens, you know, fire and all, can we at least be told what he did? I am also curious as to what witchcraft the accused made use of. The Inquisition shall explain immediately. Ah, uh, yes, certainly. Allow me to give a full recount of the incident in question. Just a few minutes ago, the accused was walking backstage, presumably preparing to continue tonight's festivities. While back there, he encountered one of the workers at this strange gathering place named Dockerai. We have witnesses that claim they saw an argument break out between the two gentlemen. And in the end, poor Dockerai was transformed by the accused. Transformed? Yes! Transmogrified using witchcraft. Into... Um... Into a pumpkin. The fiend! Dark's a pumpkin now? You're supposed to be my defense, guys. Yeah, but that's a pretty rude thing to do, Yoko. Order! Inquisitor... Please bring forth the witness. Right away, Your Honor. Witnesses, please stay- It was him. I seen it. My poor brother is a vegetable now! Let him away! Burn him. Burn him to the ground. He's a witch! Witnesses! Names! Immediately! I'm Decap, and I saw the whole thing, I tell ya. I'm Thanks V, and that monster pumpkin's my brother! I'm Exo, and I don't know why I'm here. I didn't see anything. I am... Uh, Alberto Robert, and I wish to see this monster in the fires. Oh, come on! Are you serious? That's totally just Dark doing some weird accent. The accused will cease his talking at once. Witnesses, please recount the events that have occurred here tonight. I'm telling you, Yogo, we got this. I'm so doomed. I was standing outside the bathroom because, you know, I just needed to go when I saw two men approach each other and begin to yell. Both of them began to wave their arms frantically, and it seemed like quite the heated debate was flaring up. Are you sure the two men were the victim and the accused? I'm not a 
blind. I know what my brother and that witch look like, and it was definitely them. But what if you were blind? The defender will stop badgering the witness and let the testimony continue. Fine. Anyways, I was actually using the bathroom at the time. I didn't really hear anything until somebody screamed. And before you knew it, I was... That handsome, beautiful stud was a pumpkin. The horror. Holy! Are you sure he was turned into a pumpkin? Did you actually see it happen? Of course I did. I saw it happen. Huh? Hang on. Decaf, you look deep in thought. Something troubling you with Mr. Roberts' testimony? Well, uh, I mean, I was just thinking. I didn't actually see him turn into a pumpkin. Wait, you didn't? I mean, of course you didn't. This witness has just shown his testimony to be unreliable. He didn't actually see the moment of the crime. How can this be? Witness, what is the meaning of this? The defense suggests that the following events are what actually took place. The two men had a heated argument, at which point the witnesses turned away to remove themselves from an awkward situation. In the time they were turned away, the supposed victim was replaced with a pumpkin, leading the witnesses to believe he had been turned into one via witchcraft. OBJECTION! That's a very good theory, Sir Beard. But perhaps you can answer me one question. Uh, sure, I guess? Tell me! Where did whoever set up this preposterous situation get the pumpkin? Uh... I... don't have an answer for you there. I thought not. Wait! I... uh... and... well... Uh, the defense's claims are baseless. The Inquisition asks that this trial be brought to a conclusion. Objection! Not so fast, smarty pants. I have evidence that will answer that question for you, Inquisitor. <laughs> what? Defender, please present this evidence to the court at once. Certainly. Have a look. Why, this is... A map to a pumpkin patch right down the street! What?! You see now, don't you, Inquisitor? They very easily could have gotten a pumpkin to trick our dear witnesses into thinking witchcraft was involved. The defense's claims could very easily still be possible. Impossible. I think we can call this one done, don't you? The accused is obviously innocent. Like I said before this all started, witchcraft isn't even a thing in real life. You can't just turn people into pumpkins. Hold it! Are you forgetting something? Just because Coffee Boy over there didn't see anything doesn't mean I didn't. I still saw it all. Remember? Oh, uh... Oh, right! Yes. Please, witnesses, testify again. Tell some mutton chops how that pumpkin couldn't possibly be anything other than the victim. Oh, I'm gonna tell them, all right. I saw it, I tell you. The one sitting over the fire started waving his arms like crazy, and then poof! Darker was a pumpkin! A fat, orange, stupid-looking pumpkin! Don't look at me. I still didn't see anything. I don't actually know why I'm still here. Look, guys, I'm definitely a pumpkin. I, I mean, that guy is definitely a pumpkin. Just just trust me on this. This is bad, Ben. I can't find any openings. We're out of evidence. Just relax. Be cool. We'll figure some way out of this. Are you guys kidding me? Dark's 
right there. You know, all that insane rambling Yoko's been doing all trial might actually mean something. What would Phoenix Wright do in this situation? Bluff his way to victory and hope to God he somehow ends up right against all odds? No, the other thing. Turn the case on its head and look at it from a different angle? Yeah, that. You thinking what I'm thinking? Probably not, but let's do it anyways. If the defense is done with their stupid little meeting, I think we can call this trial to a close. Alright, here goes. OBJECTION! The defense has a small theory. The victim is still alive! In this room! And... It's it's you! That's ridiculous! I told you, I am Alberto Robert, a lowly pumpkin salesman. Wait, no! Aha! So you sell pumpkins, which means you could easily have gotten a hold of a pumpkin to fake your own death and frame the defendant! This is ridiculous! How can you even hear this farce, Your Honor? I must say, I agree, unless you can present some sort of evidence to back up your claim. And of course, they can't do that. Oh, but we can. Huh? Do it, Joe. My pleasure. Take that! A picture of the witness putting on a fake mustache and a jumpsuit. It's all a costume! Witness, explain yourself at once! Uh, I, all right, I admit it, it's me, Darker Eye. I faked the whole thing. Witchcraft's not real. They made me do it, I'm sorry. Wait, they? Who's they? <laughs> Alright, Dark, that's good, that's enough. Shut up. Alright, alright, stop, 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 turn it off, stop all of it, stop. What's going on? Look, man, these guys hired me and all these other people to get you charged with witchcraft or something, and then they sat there and pulled that crap. They didn't pay me enough for this. Uh, that's, uh, totally not true. They what? Look, guys, if you really want him dead so badly, all you had to do was pull this lever here. Wait, wait, no! Oh, no, no Shit! No, 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 that's not good. Not in the plan. What do we do? I don't know, man. This escalated so fast, I don't know. Look, I'm gonna make sure he's alright or something. Alright? He just got dropped into a pit of fire! Look, I don't know. I'm going. Just, like, just distract them or something. I don't know! Whatever! Um... R- Rachel, this is... This is Yoko. This bit's over. It sure was a funny one. <laughs> you can continue the show now. I'm Yoko. <laughs> Shit, oh God, jeez. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sugar Poultry. As we all get older, it's natural for some of us to get a little cynical. We're not children anymore, so we've started to understand the kinds of tricks that the industry will pull to squeeze an extra dollar out of us. But sometimes, that cynicism can make us completely overlook something truly amazing. Whether a tired franchise gets a genuinely fantastic entry, a unique concept springs up in an obscure game, or something wacky just gives us some stupid fun. It's really great to see some games are still able to catch us off guard and give us something to smile about. The nominees for Most Pleasant Surprise are... Goat Simulator 
Middle-earth, Shadow of Mordor. Tamadachi, Life. And Wolfenstein, The New Order. Most Pleasant Surprise. And the winner is... Middle-earth, Shadow of Mordor. It's an odd truth when people can say that this was the best Assassin's Creed game this year. That, and it wouldn't be too surprising to see the Nemesis system become borrowed for use in future action-adventure games. The runner-up was Tomodachi Life. Last year's winner in this category was Fire Emblem Awakening. Middle-earth, Shadow of Mordor, is nominated three times tonight, and this is its first win. From his coffee game streams on Twitch, please welcome Solid Snake 120. Sony made a big splash at E3 last year as they drove home the point that they were interested in making a home console that was for the players. Now, a year later, the PlayStation 4 has flourished with a library of stellar titles that have pushed the boundaries in both graphics and gameplay. Will you revisit the mayhem of Los Santos, or fight for the conduits of Seattle? Why not build a whole world for yourself from scratch? You can be taken through the first part of a spy thriller, or fight through the domain of the Dark Lord himself. If you're not hooked on PlayStation yet, then you should hurry up. Greatness awaits. The nominees for Best PlayStation 4 Game are... Grand Theft Auto V Infamous Second Son Little Big Planet 3 Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes and Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. Best PS4 Game. And the winner is... Infamous Second Son. Sucker Punch placed their audience in the shoes of Delson Rowe, whose romp around Seattle had players using different powers to determine the fate of the conduits. The runner-up was Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes. Last year's winner in this category was The Last of Us on PlayStation 3. This is infamous Second Son's only nomination tonight, and its only win. I was walking through the local store, and a man walks up to me and hands me the latest Dead Island game. Take pictures, fight zombies, Man, I'm not gonna let you infect me. I threw it on the ground. You must think I'm a joke. I'm not gonna play it on my system. Man, let me go and play another escape. I go to my favorite convention, and a dude says, you've played these games for years. Here comes the boom. I said, man, what I look like, a Sega fanboy? I took it and threw it on the ground. I don't need your lyric. I'm a gamer. Please, you can't buy me, Sonic fan. At the bargain bin with a podcast co-host, he hands me this new game. 
says it's Rambo. Man, this ain't Rambo. Rambo is Stallone. I threw it on the ground. What you think I'm stupid? I won't play it on my system. Stallone's not a game. Some poser gives me the Legend of Korra game. What you want me to do with this? Play it, water, bend it to the ground. I had just watched the whole show too. Talk about a rush job, jackass. So many games to throw on the ground. Like this, and this, and that, and even this. I'm a gamer. Two triple A game devs try to give me their autograph. Nobody wants your autograph. Game devs. Then the two game devs got up. Turned out they had a demo. And they made me play the alpha. The demo then crashed. The game devs didn't let up. Made me play the alpha. Over and over. I was screaming and squirming. My thumbs, they were on fire. The moral of the story is... I'll just play my system. Rev your engines, grab your shells, and get ready to race. The next installment of the Mario Kart franchise is here, and it's better than ever. Race and zip your way around 16 new tracks and 16 retro tracks as your favorite Mario characters. From Mario to Peach to all seven of the Koopa Kids. All of the chaos and mayhem you'd expect from a Mario Kart game is here. Now with added anti-gravity, and new items like the Piranha Plant and Horn. The only speed is way too fast in this race, so strap in and watch out for that blue shell. The third nominee for Show Me Your News Game of the Year, this is Mario Kart 8. gentlemen, please welcome Solitude Slicer. It wasn't that long ago that the only games you could download were cheap iPhone games. But as the years went on, more and more systems have started hooking up to the internet and pulling games onto their hard drives. Making a downloadable title cuts away all the red tape involved in getting a disc on store shelves, opening the door for a lot of wonderful titles that we may have never seen in days past. Whether they're from indie studios without enough capital to ship worldwide, or large studios that otherwise wouldn't take the risk, you'll rarely find such unique games in brick-and-mortar stores. 
The nominees for best downloadable game are Five Nights at Freddy's, Goat Simulator, Shovel Knight, and Transistor. Best downloadable game. And the winner is Shovel Knight. Originally on 3DS and Wii U, now expanding to PlayStation platforms, Yacht Club Games' hit struck gold on hard drives across the world this year, giving players the feel of classic NES platforming. The runner-up was Five Nights at Freddy's. Last year's winner in this category was Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Dual Destinies. Shovel Knight is nominated eight times tonight, and this is its second win. From Sonic Paradox, please welcome Game Buddy. Prison, as defined by Merriam-Webster, is a sudden strong feeling or moment of emotional excitement. A chill runs up your spine. Your heart skips a beat. Maybe you even tear up a bit. Have you ever felt this while playing a game? For one moment, the entire world melts away, and the power of the moment overwhelms you. It's a moment that you will never forget. Whether it's extreme relief after a night of torment, a close moment between friends, a reminder of good times from days past, or an ultimate enemy you had never expected. If you've never felt Frizen before, you probably will when you play through these. The nominees for best moment in a game are... 6 AM from Five Nights at Freddy's. Welcome to the world of Pokemon, from Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Fighting Master Core, from Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. And shared feelings from The Last of Us Left Behind. Really? Come here! Get your ass up here. It's so stupid. <laughs> hey, what's wrong? Don't go. Best moment. And the winner is... Five Nights at Freddy's. The end of the night, 6 a.m comes with a clock chime and a cheer. After you've struggled through such a stressful series of events, the relief is immense and it is real. The runner-up was Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Last year's winner in this category was Bioshock Infinite. Five Nights at Freddy's is nominated 10 times tonight, and this is its second win. Hello there, 
there, Game of the Year Awards audience people, and welcome to The List, where this time we did make this list, but we're still sure as hell gonna go ahead and check it twice. That's right, last month we released a survey asking Schminjas what their favorite playable characters across the Super Smash Bros. series were. So, in usual list fashion, let's see what you guys came up with when surveyed. Number 10, Yoshi. Yeah, that kind of surprised me, actually. Really? I didn't think Yoshi was going to place in here. Do people like Yoshi? I mean, I love Yoshi. Yoshi's cool. Uh, he's a... He's a... You just hate... What? Why did you just hate things I love? <laughs> <laughs> what the shit? I had to gauge if you liked him or not before I, like, weighed in. I bought an amiibo of Yoshi! Yeah. He's sitting right here. That's disgusting. Number nine, Shulk. Now this I saw coming. Really? Um, people, just, the whole feeling of things? No, people were really excited when Shulk was in. He was like, because uh, when I did the prediction contest, Shulk was very popular. Mm-hmm. People really wanted Shulk in, and a lot of people didn't think Shulk was going to show up. And I'm glad he finally did. I'm very surprised he did. And, uh, yeah, he's he's very popular. I don't know. And naked. Yeah, well, if you play him the correct way, he's naked. It's the only way we allow people to play Shulk in our household. Start fucking naked. Number eight, Mewtwo. This one I also suck on. Totally. Mewtwo's. We miss you, buddy. We miss you. We'll we'll have you soon. I want him. I can't wait. I hope they change like everything. Just well, there's only one thing I want them to change, and I want his down special to hit both fucking sides like a down special should. Oh. Uh, because when you do something down, you expect it to, like, hit the ground and fan out to both sides, like a down smash or something like that. And Mewtwo's down special is just, like, front of me. Well, that's it. Falco's is the same. Yeah, but Falco's... And they, but they only did that just to be different. Yeah, and it still doesn't make any sense. But <coughs> I, really that's doesn't. the only thing I really want them to change around Mewtwo. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe he'll be exactly the same. Who knows? Number seven, Lucina. Yay! You're really excited about this because you play Lucina. She's my main. She's my. precious and I love her. And she's my daughter and my <laughs> wife. Stop <laughs> saying that! No. Every fucking time! Well, she was my daughter my first playthrough, and this next one she's. Huh? I don't know. Well, you just spoiled it for like. I think we should reduce that. <laughs> no, we, we've come too far now, Ben. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I play her with the Lissa color scheme. Uh, unless I just want to mix it up, in which case I'll go Sumia. In which case, uh, unless I, I want to mess with Joe. And then I'll go Tharja. I don't understand how that works. Like, Tharja makes sense, this thing. If it's like I'm going to mess with someone, I'm going to go Tharja. None of that should make sense, because none of the colors change anything. No. Psychologically, it all works. Oh yeah, because I told you. Yeah, I told you. And I hate you for it. It's so great. Number six, Kirby. Yay, Kirby! Nightmare. No, uh, that's what we need in the background. Just <laughs> that weird ass. We're not doing that. No, that's a terrible song. It's not happening. So bad. Um, super happy Kirby's in here because he's 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 OG. Yeah, he's old school. He's, uh, I'm not surprised Kirby's in there because everybody loves Kirby. Who doesn't love Kirby? Unless you're playing Paul, in which case you hate Kirby. Does he hate Kirby? No, Paul loves, or hates everybody but Kirby. You don't remember? I thought he plays Pikachu. Kirby's only good in Super Smash Brothers, but Kirby games are terrible because oh, they're right. not on Xbox. Right. Paul's one of those people. One of those people. 
Kirby's fun. Number five, Peach. Peach. This one kind of surprised me. Um, out of like everyone, I think this is more out of less out of like, oh, we like Peach the character because a lot of these these are are very mixed between we really like this character as a character and I really like this character in Smash. That makes sense from the Smash perspective. Peach, Peach in the Smash perspective because like <clears throat> she's a lot of fun in every game she's in. She's super fun, especially in Smash Four, which you've been having a lot of fun with her. Uh, yeah, I like I like that. I'm very slow with her float cancels. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, shamefully slow. I don't notice when you're forward-airing me in the face to my death. Yeah, but I notice. So like, she's fun, though. Yeah, she's, she's my favorite amiibo. Again, sitting right there. She's got the best pose. She does. Number four. Duck Hunt. Again. Dog. Not a surprise. It's just Duck Hunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not surprised about this one, because originally when we heard about it, we were like, that... No, they can't. Good. They can't. How do would it? they make a character out of that? Maybe they'll pair it with the with the duck, but they hate each other. But they've put their differences aside to kick ass to along kill, with to kill the player. No, the That's player. That's the joke. That's the joke you have. Like they put the differences aside to murder the player. <laughs> but the player is helping them. Well, not that player. Yeah, it's a different player. player. Different. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Cute, cute little pup though. Duck hunt lore. Good pup. Number three, Pikachu. This one got It's Pikachu. Yeah. It's Pikachu, <coughs> though. Delete him from the roster. We all. Replace him with Raichu. I just read a thing today that was like, hey, you guys got to nerf Pikachu and his down B spamming. Like, nerf him so hard that you take him in the back and beat the shit out of him <laughs> until he falls off the roster completely. Who complains about the down special of Pikachu? Still, well, like maybe when '64 came out, like you just do that, like Pikachu's, no, no, Pikachu's that's what that game. that's what everybody does. Yeah, like unless they're good at the game and have oh, any yeah. semblance of skill, <laughs> then they don't do that because they understand that that's stupid. But like that that, that move is so cheap. That is my multi-man smash. Strategy. Yeah, but in like a fight, who still falls for that? Who oh. still falls for that enough to complain about it? Nobody. But at the same time, like you can't touch him. Well, he's doing it. For this one? This one Unless you it's a little different. A little bit. They it's, at got least, a, it's got a shorter range. Yeah, they at least got rid of the part where it's like, alright, so you're up in the top of the screen, I'm just gonna do my down B, and you're dead. Yeah. I, I won't beat you now. Number two. Robin. I'm not surprised about this at all. People love Robin. I love Robin. Well, because it's, it's us. Robin's fun. I'm not. You are Robin. You're Robin when you play Awakening. You're, you're, you are, you are cotton candy haired Robin. That's you in real life. People love those books. It's you in real life. Love them books. Love that reading. I still haven't, like, you are my studious son, my starry (laughs) night sky. (laughs) That's, that's fun. Um, you, I still haven't gotten used to the grabbing the tomes when when she throws it and throwing them at them. Apparently that's really powerful. Oh, like cool. discarded tomes are just really strong. That's, that's not Apparently, the Levin Sword is the same. I'm not very good against Robin, <laughs> but uh, I like playing as Robin, and I'm, I'm really glad he slash she is in the game. Yeah, I didn't expect her to be. I didn't expect him to be. I didn't expect Robin to be. <laughs> yeah. And the number one Smash character chosen by Smidges, by no surprise, is. Captain Falcon. He got that booty. Who the fuck didn't see this coming? 
<laughs> Who would have possibly not seen this coming? I don't know. Maybe the captain himself is very humble. He's very humble. Douglas. He's a Douglas Falcon. Then fuck you, you're ruined. We have a nice time. <laughs> and you you ruin it. Yeah, man. But love, uh no. love, love that toast. He's he's basically the mascot of the network. I'm trying to talk about his toast. I don't want to talk like, about you're Falcons, to do but like a real It's show. intimidating and I don't want to talk about it. You look that <laughs> butt in the eye when you eat your dinner, mister. Your mother slaved over this hot butt all morning. <laughs> This hot falcon ass. This hot ass. <laughs> this hot good ass. It, it's Captain Falcon. It's Captain Falcon, it's everyone. One. Thanks, Captain. Thank you to everyone who took part in our surveys. We really appreciate the help and hope you enjoyed. And now, back to the show. Take it, Rachel. From Moon Prism Power Hour, please welcome Zero Ranma. We love our classics, and we love new installments in our favorite series. But sometimes what we really need is something fresh and new. It could be a new take on familiar territory for a company, an homage to what the creators grew up on, or something innovative from scratch. We're not talking about sequels here. It's all about fresh characters, scenarios, and potential franchises. It could be a great risk to create something new, but these games knocked it out of the park. The nominees for Best New Intellectual Property are... Bravely Default Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc Five Nights at Freddy's and Shovel Knight Best New IP And the winner is Shovel Knight even in 2014, Shovel Knight has become a kind of 8-bit icon, as his game ended up as one of Kickstarter's few critical widespread successes. The runner-up was Bravely Default. Last year's winner in this category was The Wonderful 101. Shovel Knight is nominated eight times tonight, and this is its third win. From the competitive Super Smash Bros. scene, please welcome Ninja Link. As much of a bad rap as the Xbox One gets for being the bro console, it's impossible to say that Microsoft doesn't have firm footing in the gaming industry. With games like the ones we honor tonight, it's no secret that even the poor management decisions that have plagued this life cycle, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Whether it was a revisit to one of the most iconic shooter franchises of all time, the second season of content for a largely popular fighting game, an adventure through the most famous fantasy world ever created, a stylized and colorful romp through a city of mutants, or a multiplayer experience about piloting mechs, the Xbox One is sure to have something to tickle your fancy. The nominees for Best Xbox One Game are... Halo, The Master Chief Collection. Killer Instinct, Season 2. Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Sunset Overdrive 
and Titanfall. Best Xbox One Game And the winner is... Sunset Overdrive. When an energy drink ends up creating mutants, Sunset Overdrive lets players explore a stylized world while giving them access to Insomniac's wild brand of weapons. The runner-up was Titanfall. Last year's winner in this category was Assassin's Creed IV Black Flag. This is Sunset Overdrive's only nomination tonight, and its only win. You basically released the same game twice with a different story in the span of a year. How lazy are you? Well, this is coming from the zipper brain of both of Ultimax and Golden. Yeah, sure thing there. You know, for a game all about killing people, it's appropriate you guys put yours on exclusively in a dying handheld. Vita means life, my fuzzy ass. Get back to me when you all are done releasing a spin-off a week over there. By the way, loving your new Protag in P5. I'm sure J.K. Rowling feels the same way. At least people can actually pronounce our games' names. How are sales doing for the new Dangle Rumpus? Yeah, the ones that they actually care about. Does anyone actually have a play Persona 1 and 2? Well, at least we managed to get more than three games in before going for the easy money and just making a shooter. Easy money? You put out glasses, DLC, and complain that we're going for easy money? Sega's hurting worse than I thought. Hey, I resent that. Perfect timing. Hey, Sonic, saw this for us? Man, video games are old news. These days I'm putting all of my effort into my film and TV work, a far more respectable medium than these tired old games. And that has nothing to do with your new ones crashing and burning like the Hindenburg, right? Look, just give us a straight answer. I'm starting to come down and I'm getting impatient. Sorry, can't spare you any time. My schedule's book solid. I've got rehearsals for the movie tomorrow, getting fitted for a new bandana and sports tape the next day, a lunch date with the Sega Hard Girls after that. <laughs> they kind of look up to me as a mentor, you know. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Whoops, speak of the devil. I gotta take this. Hey, Steve. Yeah, let them know we're still good for lunch. Yeah, totally looking forward to it. Huh, funny enough, he's actually right here. Yeah, yeah, no fooling. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, I'll pass it on. Just a heads up, Teddy, you're banned from the Sega Christmas party after your little stunt from last year. Hey, how was I supposed to know it was illegal? It wasn't written anywhere in the back. Sucks to be you, red, white, and blue. Oh, shut up, Double Dipper. Right spin! Two-tone! Additional insult! Jeez, hang on a sec, Steve. Guys, I'm in the middle of something here. We're not going to stop until you tell us which of us should get Game of the Year. Yeah, what Fuzzball said! You really want to know? Because honestly, it doesn't matter anyway. Huh? I mean, look at the list. None of your games got nominated for Game of the Year to begin with. What? Are you f***ing with me? This is total bear sh**! I demand to speak to the manager! I didn't grind for 92 hours to be treated like this! I'm indignant! I'm also indignant! You know what this calls for? Ballot box stuffing. That ain't gonna help. We're not even nominated. Don't know it's a scam. You misunderstand my fuzzy compadre. I'm talking stuffing them with the seven lips of everyone who didn't vote for us. Ah, now you're speaking my language. Come on, we've got some planning to do. I hear one of the nominees carries a shovel anyway. Perfect for disposing of whatever's left later. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful accomplished ship. Steve? Yeah. I'm gonna have to call you back. I think I just created a monster. From Sonic Paradox, please welcome Cyberlink 420.
You know, a game can have pretty mediocre gameplay mechanics, a crude soundtrack, and gross visuals, yet still be pretty enjoyable with the right character. A voice actor tends to go above and beyond to convey the right emotions on voice alone. What's now becoming more common is the challenge of learning how to motion capture the character they're voicing. But, as every voice actor knows, you need to have the acting skill before you have the voice. There's a lot of work done behind the scenes so that we can be entertained, and these actors are who we honor tonight. The nominees for Best Acting Performance are... Helena Taylor as Bayonetta from Bayonetta 2. Well, at least you're the silent type. The last sage I met spent 20 minutes rambling on and on. You know what I need? Some heels without guns. You don't mind if we make a quick stop, do you? Do you know what day's coming up? Scott Cawthon is the phone guy from Five Nights at Freddy's. Upon discovering that damage or death has occurred, a missing person report will be filed within 90 days or as soon as property and premises have been thoroughly cleaned and bleached and the carpets have been replaced. Blah, blah, blah. Now, that might sound bad, I know, but there's really nothing to worry about. Xander Mobis is the announcer from Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. Ready? Go! The winner is... Captain Falcon! Final results. Wow! Incredible! And Melissa Hutchinson is Clementine from The Walking Dead Season 2. Go ahead. Give it a good pull. It should come free. I know. I've done this before, remember? In a shed. <clears throat> Damn. Best acting performance. And the winner is... Xander Mobus! Everyone who plays the game knows the role of the Super Smash Bros. announcer, and Xander Mobus' voice was among the most well-known in 2014. It's even cooler that he was great for us to interview on the podcast this year. The runner-up was Bayonetta 2. Last year's winner in this category was The Stanley Parable. Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS is nominated seven times tonight, and this is its second win. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the official artist of the SMYN Network. Please welcome Phil. Games can be really pretty. On one hand, we have an over-the-top world of angels and demons. On the other, the Mushroom Kingdom's finest. Speeding through a gorgeously detailed world. There's a dark and dreary nightmare that manages to terrify, despite the graphics being purposefully downgraded. And there's the storied history of Nintendo, looking fantastic under one cohesive style. Some developers strive for hyper-realism, but if these next games teach us anything about graphics, it's that style is more important than polygon count. The nominees for best graphic design in a game are Bayonetta 2 Mario Kart 8 PT and Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and 3DS Best Graphic Design And the winner is was there any doubt? Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and 3DS. 
Forget screenshots and videos online, it is a marvel to see the latest Smash Brothers game run in person. When you take characters across Nintendo's rich history and fit them all into one cohesive, appealing style, that is a true wonder. The runner-up was P.T. Last year's winner in this category was Ni no Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS is nominated seven times tonight, and this is its third win. Show me news! Welcome to Show Me Your News, Mini Edition. Now, because it takes so long to make the Game of the Year awards, some stories that we normally cover on the podcast have fallen through the cracks, so let's talk about them. Over Christmas, a bunch of hackers that called themselves Lizard Squad hacked PlayStation Network and Xbox Live, ruining a bunch of holidays for everyone. I mean, really just a jerk move. And then you combine that with some kid ended up calling 911 over this? There have been a lot of weird game stories this year, but seriously, calling emergency services because your gaming service is just offline? Uh, This is just way too weird for me. In fact, PlayStation Network has had quite the struggle getting back online during all this stuff, and then they go and announce that PlayStation Now is going to have a subscription model. Yes, that's what people who I guess have wanted to use PlayStation Now have been asking for. So it's going to cost 20 bucks per month or 45 bucks per month for a three-month subscription, and it's going to cover over 100 plus PlayStation 3 games. Or you can just buy a PlayStation 3 and you know buy the relatively cheap games and have them forever, right? AGDQ 2015 is also going on, the big speedrunning marathon that raises money for Prevent Cancer. Now last year they saw about a million dollars raised for this charity, so we'll see how much they can raise this year. And there was even a proposal this year, Oh, how cute. Greg Miller, Colin Moriarty, Nick Scarpino, and Tim Geddes all quit their IGN jobs to focus on their kinda funny media venture. I mean, not only am I a big fan of their work, but this is a pretty big shakeup in terms of the game's media landscape. People are quitting their established jobs to make self-produced media. That's pretty cool. Bill Farmer, also known as the voice actor for Goofy, has said that he's completed his Kingdom Hearts 3 lines and that Square Enix has told them that the game will come out in 2015. Square Enix USA says, no comment. Uh, take it as a big fat rumor, but it's kind of funny that <laughs> Goofy say it is so. And of course, people are struggling to find amiibos everywhere, but that's just a constant thing. I'm just happy that I have Captain Falcon. Yes! So that does it for Show Me Your News Mini Edition. We'll cover these stories and more when we get back to the podcast's normal schedule in 2015. Let's get back to the show. It's been 12 long years of new generations and remakes, and the long-awaited return to Hoenn is upon us. Travel the varied landscape of deserts and high mountains, oceans and islands, and discover what's familiar and what is all new. Whether it be secret bases or contests, much has been returned and revamped to bring new blood to witness the region whose generation pioneered the Pokemon remake games. And while we're at it, let's go to space! The fourth nominee for Show Me Your News Game of the Year. This is Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire.
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome DCAF 78. You, the player, take care of all the actions and goals in a video game. But that can all get tedious and boring after a while. You usually don't play a game just to deliver quest items over and over again. You want a rich, enveloping story to go along with it. You crave purpose and reason, and the best games out there create these things for you while pulling you into their worlds. After all this is accomplished, you may not want to leave. The nominees for Best Narrative in a Game are... Bravely Default Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes and South Park The Stick of Truth Best Narrative And the winner is Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair Danganronpa 2 took everything that succeeded in the first game and amplified everything by 10. Between the murder mysteries and the build-up to the overarching truth behind everything, no twist falls flat in this tropical thriller. The runner-up was South Park, The Stick of Truth. Last year's winner in this category was Bioshock Infinite. Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair, is nominated two times tonight, and this is its second win. From Team 4-Star, please welcome Megami33. Nintendo has had a very hard time since the Wii U's release, and we'd be lying if we said that they didn't still have a long way to go. Slowly but surely, however, the Wii U is becoming the worthwhile console we all knew it could be, as Nintendo finally seems to be delivering on the game's front. Whether it was a game about a sexy witch kicking butt and taking names, the DK crew fighting a band of invading Vikings, Link fighting off hordes of enemies in a Dynasty Warrior style, Mario and company racing carts and bikes around gorgeous tracks, or an 8-bit adventure for chivalry. This was a really good year for Nintendo. The nominees for Best Wii U Game are... Bayonetta 2 Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze Hyrule Warriors Mario Kart 8 and Shovel Knight. Best Wii U game. And the winner is... Mario Kart 8! Seeing Mario Kart running in HD at 60 frames per second was a dream come true, as one of the series' best iterations helped fuel Wii U sales in 2014. The runner-up was Bayonetta 2. Last year's winner in this category was Super Mario 3D World. Mario Kart 8 is nominated eight times tonight, and this is its third win. Come one, come all, and gather around the questionably round table. And we are your knights. I am your podcasting pro, known online as SMYN Yoko. My name is Peter Spasia. 
Next to me, the man with many names, known online as Solharoth, it's Miles Allen. Hey all Next to Miles, the cheeky British babe, known online as Evie, it's Rachel Yates. I'm actually a cheeky presenter today as well. Next to Rachel, the resident bearded wonder, known online as the Robaga, it's Joe DeVader. I'm sorry. And next to Joe, the famed bird hero, known online as gym leader Ben, it's Ben Higby. Hey kids. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a mini episode of the Question of the Roundtable, and on this show, on the Show Me Your News Network, we all gather around this oddly shaped table and ask each other any kind of question we want. Nothing's off limits. It's the Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards show for 2014, and we're here to talk about our topic for this little mini bit here. What are your five favorite games you've played this year? Rachel, let's start with you. So these games are in no particular order. They're just ones I really, really enjoyed this year. Um, the first one being Legend of Zelda Link to the Worlds, which is the sequel to A Link to the Past. Never finished A Link to the Past when I was younger. I didn't own a SNES. I just played it on my cousin's thing. But Link to the Worlds, so fun. I have not had that much fun in a Zelda game before. And I have loved Ocarina of Time and everything like that. You know, it has been the most fun Zelda game for me of all of them. I've also been spending a lot of time on Tomodachi Life, which is not really describable, but I just kind of now am making characters just for fun and giggles, like men that look like women and women that look like men, and just taking all the money off them, because that's all I can do now with Tomodachi Life, but it's fun. It's, it's been kind of addictive, making all the people, making all the, uh, the smingers in there. I've played a lot of Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, mostly for legendary hunting. I still have more legendaries to go. I recently got Alpha Sapphire to go with my Omega Ruby, which I already completed, just so I could complete getting the legendary sets. Because I'm sad like that. I've also played the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. I've played the crap out of that as well, but I still need to complete it. Still not done with it. Probably will play a lot more of that this year coming up. Bioshock Infinite is one that I played and recommended and bought by Peter and it mind fucked me it mind fucked me with a giant black dildo that hurt my brain so much at the end it was awesome so if you want to be mind fucked by a 10 inch black dildo then go play Bioshock Infinite that's my quote of the year already that's fantastic not even a week into 2015 yeah now, we have to note that these games are not necessarily released in 2014, uh, but, you know, these are just games that we happen to play in 2014, and I'm going to mix things up and go with mine. These are in a particular order. Let's start at number five, Professor Layton vs. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, the crossover years in the making. We first heard about it in 2010. It's been a couple of years since it was, you know, out in Japan, about almost a year since it was out in Europe, and it's finally hit U.S. shores. Really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, fun story, great interaction between all the characters, and using both games, you could tell it was more of a level 5 joint, though, more than a, a Capcom, and that's totally fine by me. Number 4, The Wolf Among Us. If you love Telltale games, you need to play that. Love the film noir style, love the murder mystery. Uh, fun characters, and it's just more really good Telltale writing and fun, you know, decision making. Number 3, The Last of Us Left Behind. Yes, some DLC sneaks onto the list. That's a continuation of The Last of Us uh, being my game of the year of 2013. And, you know, having Ellie as, you know, one of the, the front and center characters with her childhood friend of Riley and the kind of prequel story that they have before the main Last of Us game, uh, that created one of the best moments 
of gaming in 2014, in my opinion. And it's up for best moment in a game in 2014 on our show here. Number two, I finally got around to playing our Game of the Year for 2013 in the Show Me Your News Network. Fire Emblem Awakening. I uh, got around to playing that in the beginning of the year and really, really had a good time with it. Uh, finally understood. I took like a year break from starting it and not really getting it at first, but a year later, really got back into it, understood how the game works, even if it's at the basic easy level for my first Fire Emblem. Really enjoyed the implementations of the different social links, as it were, and all the marriages and how that impacts the kids, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, chess on crack. It's, it's really, really good. But my number one favorite game experience of the year would be Ranpa 2, Goodbye Despair. Now, having both games in this series come out this year was a kind of a, a bit of a risky endeavor, especially as far as uh, awards voting goes. But I think the second one really delivered on the narrative front, taking everything from the first game really using that to, you know, the player's experience, and then just amplifying it and trying to go for the mindfuckery. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed the narrative experience in that. And mixing all the different kind of styles with, like, the courtroom action, and then the downtime with the social links, and the investigation, crime scenes. It's a really good game. If you have not given it a shot, I highly recommend it on PlayStation Vita. See, I'm gonna go with Peter's suggestion over there, and... I'm going to go with a top five in a particular order. And coming in at number five is the one everyone thought was coming in at number one, and that's PM. I spend so much time with this game that I can't really even call it the number one spot because that would just not be interesting. And more amusingly is that coming in at number four is going to be Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. I'm only putting this here because it's a gargantuan effort. It's, on its own merits, a good game. On its personal level, I have fun with it. It's not so much a job like PM is sometimes. It's something I literally just sit down and have fun with. It's not serious. Sometimes I get annoyed because, obviously, I generally want to get serious with it, and it quickly beats me in the face. But, uh, something that won't beat me in the face was uh, Skies of Arcadia Legends, which is coming in at number three. Now, I talked about this a couple times on Show Me Your News while I was playing it, and it was a great game to experience. Uh, very hard to find, honestly, but it seems to have a kind of a loyal fan base, and it's probably one of the best RPGs I've ever played, but in hindsight, and the reason why it's only coming in at number three on this list is that it's exceedingly easy. It kind of guides your hand. As long as you don't make dumb decisions, the game doesn't harm you. If you don't risk anything, you win. Which is really unlike Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors is not so difficult, just to hack and slash. But if you play with a difficulty, like I am known to do, Hyrule Warriors will kick you in the face. Repeatedly. A lot. If you play on Hero Mode, after even beating the story once, Hero Mode will kick you in the face. It will say, you thought a singular mook enemy was just something you killed in two hits. No, I'm sorry, you're going to have to hit them a lot. Hyrule Warriors was definitely so much fun, and I'm still playing it to this day. And I'm just starting to clear off the map in adventure mode. And now I just found out I can just pay $20 to get basically triple the content. Now I know what you're thinking. I just kind of gushed a lot about Hyrule Warriors, so what could be number one? Well, it's, um, it's one of my personal top three favorite video games of all time, which I played on my 3DS. 
and I play it from time to time on it all the time. It's it's Super Mario Bros. 3. I love Super Mario Bros. 3. It is everything good about Mario. And it's just so nice to have it on the go. When it comes to just like pure nostalgia rush, some people, they take heroin and they take heroin injections. For me, my injection is loading up my save state in Super Mario Bros. 3, again the Bowser fight. And I'm sitting, standing there in my Hammer Brothers costume, and I throw two hammers, and he's dead. Bowser just dies. It's great. And that is my heroine when I'm in a bad mood and I need to pick me up. I'll go next. Mine are also in a particular order. Uh, I don't know about them. Number five is Transistor. Uh, I was looking forward to Transistor heavily uh, up until it came out because it is the second game by Supergiant Games who made Bastion. And I fucking love Bastion. Oh my god, Bastion's so good. And Transistor also has a really good soundtrack, written by the same guy, sung by the same woman uh, when the songs come up uh, for singing. Uh, it was gifted to me by Peter, and thank you for that oh, again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it, was, it was much needed. The battle system's a lot of fun. Some of the enemies are a little too frustrating, in my opinion, but past that, Transistor is just a fantastic game, had one of the best final bosses I've played in any game ever. Number four is actually a game I just finished last week, Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh my god, I finally got to play this game after Smash made me want to really play it because I wanted to understand some of the stuff that was going on in the Palutena's Guidance and I wanted to understand the context of the music. It's really good. I agree with all the people that have said that if they could have gotten a different control scheme, this would be the best game on the 3DS, like bar none. The dialogue is just the gift that keeps on giving, the gameplay is a lot of fun. This game is great, and Palutena is fucking crazy. Number three is Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm, which I borrowed from Ben. Liked it so much, I bought the second game today. I've never played a Final Fantasy game uh, myself. Six is the only one whose music I'm fully uh, familiar with. Obviously, I'm going to fix that uh, eventually for reasons you'll hear later, audience. And uh, But the music of Final Fantasy has always you know, been something that I wanted to get into at least. And I don't know, I felt like playing a rhythm game. Theater Rhythm was right there. Ben's angry at me because I didn't play Elite Beat Agents instead, and I don't know, I really enjoyed Theater Rhythm. Number two, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix Plus HD. Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite game of all time, obviously. Final Mix was that game where I was, I basically, when I was a kid, I learned that this thing called Final Mix was coming out after playing 2, and I was like, oh my god, that sounds so much fun. You get to refight the organization fights, there's a new boss fight, new cutscenes, oh my god, I can't wait till it comes out in America. And then it didn't. So yeah, 10 years in the making for me. I finally get to play it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, and I'm so glad I finally got to play it. Number one is, just like what's on Peter's list, uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Been looking forward to this game for a long time. It's one of the reasons why I bought a 3DS in the first place, because I didn't think it would take four years or so to come over here. But no, I agree. I think it, I think it delivered highly on everything I've seen a lot of people like this. It was very disappointing as a crossover and everything. I think it was perfect. I think it was great. And I loved it. And those are my top five games that I played in 2014. And now on to my five. A couple of them have transferred over from the past year, but I think that's okay. Number five, Gunpoint. Gunpoint is a game I've tried to get a lot of other people to play uh, to very little success. It is a sort of film noir platformer where you play a guy that looks like Columbo. You're hired by people to be a detective and you're trying to figure out who's really behind what. There's a lot of double crossing, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of different possible methods you can go. 
and I replay this game every couple of months to about 100% completion. Like, it's the only game in my Steam library that I've done every achievement on several times. It's a really great game. It's very short. It's a lot of fun. Incredible soundtrack. Love it. Number four, Super Mario 3D World. We didn't get this one until after it had been out for a while, but Joe and I played through this game together. A couple of friends would join us every now and then, but this game is just fantastic. I'm a diehard of the Mario platformers. I love its music. I've got it all on my phone. I listen to it all the time. It's a great, great soundtrack. A lot of fun. Peach for life. Floating ability. Trumps all other abilities. Maybe one day we'll get to Champions Road. Maybe someday. <laughs> We're working on it. We got close to about 300 stars, I think. A lot to do in that game. Terrible progress gates, but I'm kind of glad we've had to do so much extra stuff. Number three is Spelunky. I had to put this on there sheerly just because I've logged about 215 hours in this game. I beat the game around hour 100, and then I just kept playing because I kept learning all these other things. Uh, it's a really great game, really addictive. Uh, very punishing at the very beginning, but you learn something every single time you die, and that doesn't stop. Like, I've died thousands of times, I'm still learning better things, better ways to approach enemies. You'll find enemies that are really tough, and then it's like, cakewalk later on, because you've, you've, you've played them so many times. But great game, uninstalled it. Can't, can't do it no more. <laughs> it's just not healthy. I had to stop. Number two is Monaco. This is Probably my favorite multiplayer game in general. Monaco is a heist sort of game where it's you kind of try to be stealthy while trying to either steal diamonds or break in and, and steal evidence that would incriminate you and with, with friends. And there's a bunch of different classes that you play as and it changes the game for each class. Like the levels don't change, but you have to think completely differently based on your abilities. And everyone's very balanced. Everyone's also very overpowered, if that makes sense. But it's this great game, and heist in the sense of you're trying to be stealthy, something's gonna go wrong, you just gotta roll with the punches and, and deal with the insanity. It's a really fun game. I, I recommend everyone play Monaco. That Austin Wintry soundtrack, too. It's so good. Oh, I'm a jazz lover. So, naturally, it's, it's amazing. And number one, Mother 3. I took forever to beat this game. I'm glad I played Earthbound first, because it's kind of important, because Mother 3 is a much better game, and it would be hard to go back. But also it's kind of important to learn some details in Earthbound that I can't get into. But this game is great. I played it on my phone because translation patches are tricky. <laughs> but this game's incredible. Just a heart-wrenching story. Uh, lovable characters. Really great soundtrack. Really atmospheric. Great art. Great uh, combat system this time around, too. A lot better than Earthbound, even though they're very similar. Great game. People need to play it. All right. Now, real quickly... Our game of the years for 2014, games that have come out in 2014. Ben, what's yours? Uh, I really liked Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy. It was an incredible closer to my favorite video game series. I probably should put the other Layton game on here, but I didn't beat that game. Mm. Well, Joe, what's yours? Mine is Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney. Uh, I've heard good my... things about that one. Yeah. Fuck you. That is my personal. <laughs> that is my personal game of the year. Uh, I'm sad it's not up, but I didn't expect it to be up. But yeah, I love that game. Like I said, I think it pulled everything off perfectly. I'm glad I came, got to play it finally. Well, after my little uh, gush fest from earlier, I'm gonna go ahead and give the game of 2014 not to Super Smash Brothers, not to PM 3.5, but to my number two overall from earlier, it's gonna be Hyrule Warriors. 
the moment I get those DLC patches, that's that's it. That's uh, I mean that's that's game of the year for me. Rachel, that's a strange one. I'm actually choosing the World of Warcraft Worlds Draenor mm. for a very strange reason. That people are not going to like me for. It's not necessarily the best game, but it had the most pleasant surprise for me. It actually went back to good lore, and I'm big on lore. They screwed up with Cataclysm. They screwed up with Pandas. Hated those two. I absolutely despise them. Their storytelling was shit. But I love this new one. It's so good. It actually got me interested in playing it again, which is kind of bad. And you all can probably guess what mine is. It's Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. No shit! Gotta pick it. It's a great game. It's so good. Best game. It would be our game of the year of 2014, but that's what we have an award show to decide because otherwise it would sweep. We are the Question Me Roundtable. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. From three average gamers, please welcome Kind King 01. An extraordinary amount of work goes into making a video game. Whether it's a large team that needs to coordinate their efforts into one cohesive product, or a single person putting an unimaginable effort to make their dream a reality, it's really stunning to see what people with a vision are capable of. The following nominees are people who clearly put in a lot of late night hours, day after day, putting everything else off to the side as they worked to make sure their game was the absolute best it could be. We could not be more grateful for their efforts. The nominees for Studio of the Year are... Level 5 Scott Coffin Sora LTD and Telltale Games Studio of the Year And the winner is... Sora LTD. Masahiro Sakurai worked so very hard to create two Super Smash Bros. games in one year. With the help of Bandai Namco, Sora LTD continues to make excellent games that are brimming with content. The runner-up was Level 5. This is a new category this year. Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS is nominated seven times tonight, and this is its fourth win. From second save file, please welcome Missing No. Koji Kondo, Marty O'Donnell, Yoko Shimomura, Grant Kirkhope, Kazumi Totaka. These are just a few of the hundreds of video game music composers out there, because a game without a soundtrack just isn't the same. Imagine your favorite game without its music. Imagine Super Mario Brothers in total silence, and how different our industry would be today without that iconic tune. Sometimes we don't notice the music, sometimes we play with the sound off, or shrug it off as simple ambiance, but it's still there when you're really ready to listen. So the question becomes, are you ready? The nominees for best soundtrack in a game are... Bravely Default Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix 
Mario Kart 8. And Shovel Knight. Best soundtrack. And the winner is... Mario Kart 8! The live ensemble recordings really make a tremendous impact on the player as they speed around the gorgeous courses. Not to mention, that main menu theme is among the best in years. The runner-up was Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix. Last year's winner in this category was Fire Emblem Awakening. Mario Kart 8 is nominated eight times tonight, and this is its fourth win. Welcome to a special abridged edition of RTM Radio. The next award to be given out is Best Song in a Game, but rather than give you the extremely limited experience a normal presentation of this award would give you, we here at our resident radio program have arrived to give you a bit of an expanded taste of each nominee. Now, because of time restraints, we can't exactly play you the entire song as some of these can get rather lengthy, but a good 45 seconds or so should be plenty of time for you to understand why the winner won and why these songs were nominated. Let's begin, shall we? Let's do it, boys! In what was essentially Square Enix writing a love letter to itself, Bravely Default was a very well-received JRPG and had an incredible soundtrack. But the best, in my humble opinion, is the final battle song, Serpent Eating the Ground. Silly name aside, it has everything. It, it has great choir movements, it has a fast-paced, extreme, just kind of style to it, and it only goes on from there. Basically, Here's my tip. Once you hear castanets, hold on for the ride of your life. Hey there guys, DJ Lucas here. Now the next song on our list is called Punch Bowl, and that is from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Now I haven't played this game, but I have played Donkey Kong Country Returns. In fact, it's the only Donkey Kong game that I've played. I mean, did you count the original Donkey Kong? Because I played that one. No? Well, okay. Enjoy the song, I guess.
Okay, so you guys kind of picked the wrong track from Mario Kart 8. Uh, the other Rainbow Road was a little better than this one. But, you know, you really, you really can't argue with a nomination for uh, Rainbow Road 64 from uh, Mario Kart 8 as the, the best song of the year. Um, it is a really, really great classic uh, track. It, you know, it was a very extraordinarily memorable song from the... Uh, from the original Mario Kart 64, and uh, something I always loved is that, at least I think on 50cc, this, this only happened, but you know, it, it felt too planned to be a coincidence. Um, the, the the music was the exact same length as a lap of the track, so you know, I I remember specific parts of the track with specific music, uh, every single lap, every single time. Uh, and it's a really, really memorable thing. I don't know if it's it's actually like that because when I was a kid, I only played on 50cc. But you know, it, it it's such a good song and so memorable for all those reasons. Um, and I personally think it is the best song of the year. final song for the evening is We All Become from Transistor. Uh, I became the only one that could present this award, mainly because I'm the only one of the four DJs in this bit that played Transistor. And you should all go play Transistor, especially if you like Bastion, because Transistor is very good, and its soundtrack is also very good. Just as good as Bastion's, I think. We All Become is sung by Ashley Barrett and written by Darren Korb. Uh, you'd recognize both of those names if you knew who did the Bastion soundtrack, because they're the same people, so you know it's gotta be good. Please enjoy We All Become from Transistor. Well, that should be enough of a taste of all four for you to get the idea, right? Well, it's time for us to back off and hand it on over to our fifth and final DJ, but we'll let Rachel introduce him. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show.
from RTM Radio, please welcome Major Moses. As a host of RTM Radio, every week I think about what individual songs I love that I want to play on the show. Obviously it's important for a game to have a good complete soundtrack, but there's always that one song that you can pick out. You just need to show it to your friends to say, listen to this song, that's how awesome this game is. Whether you're humming a tune all day, or you're including it in your section for a radio show, these nominees are sure to leave a lasting impression. The nominees for best song in the game are... Serpent Eating the Ground from Bravely Default Punchbowl from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Rainbow Road 64 from Mario Kart 8. And We All Become from Transistor. Best Song. And the winner is Bravely Default. The epic, multi-layered, final boss battle music to a Square Enix RPG. Is it too much of a stretch to name this song as this generation's incarnation of Dancing Mad? The runner-up was Mario Kart 8. Last year's winner in this category was Fire Emblem Awakening. Bravely Default is nominated six times tonight, and this is its second win. From Moon Prison Power Hour and RTM Radio, please welcome Toon Lucas. Nowadays, a publisher can sink in hundreds of thousands of dollars simply into marketing a game. After all, the greatest game in the world isn't worth much if no one knows about it. Building excitement for a game before its release is key to ensuring sales numbers are as high as they can be. And what's more exciting than a well-made trailer? A trailer gives us just enough to get hyped up while still leaving us wanting more. If it's particularly good, then we can end up watching them over and over, letting them totally take over our thoughts and leave us begging for more. It perfectly fulfills the marketing team's objectives. And let's face it, it's usually pretty awesome, too. The nominees for Best Game Trailer are... Zero Doors from Five Nights at Freddy's 2. <laughs> E3 2014 trailer from Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. A shining light to our brothers in arms. Even in death. We are Diamond Dogs. Announcement trailer from The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D. <laughs> and Red, Blue, Yellow from Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Best trailer. And the winner is 
Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. The internet went nuclear when this trailer leaked online, and then it showed even better at E3 2014. With all the secrets hidden within, Venom Snake's Revenge can't come soon enough in 2015. The runner-up was Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. Last year's winner in this category was Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain is nominated two times tonight, and this is its first win. Introducing my guest, Mr. Sakurai. I can't wait to beat Miles and Smash. His four stocks will be gone in a flash. The YouTube hits will give me so much cash. No! Come on, Miles. Let's fight his show with our show. There's just no way that we can win. He gets so many hits. Listen to me. It's just too hard to be noticed on the net. God damn it, Miles. It's unfair how he will beat you. 
you will be forced to use Pichu. But I love Pichu. Unless we just record the greatest podcast yet. Guys, we've been through so much shit. But once you give a listen with a click, seven years and hardly slowing down. Come on, Miles, now it's time for the download. I hear you, Peter, now it's time for the download. Light up the stage, it's about to explode. I'm gonna force talk you and then you'll be KO. Now we got to blow this fucker down. I may be screwed if I do not hit download. Come on, Miles, cause it's time for the download. Ooh, I'm gonna drive you cause you only play time mode. Either master or core antagonist, we know you're famous. But here's the twist As far as shows go, you are low tier We will defeat you for all the year This is the podcast, this may just choose We are a walk card, show me your news Show me your news, 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 show me your news you guys are fucking lame! Come on, Miles, you're coming with me! Taste my F smash, fucker! No! Ah, oh, fuck! Time slowed down! Oh no! There go your stocks! So now let's talk! The secret that is all clocks! No! You, Peter, Miles, and Rachel. I'll get you. Show me your news. It's been a long time since your best friend disappeared. For years, you both traveled together, treasure hunting and exploring the land. But once the Tower of Fate showed up, everything changed. During your grieving, the Enchantress and her goons took over the land and spread evil everywhere. But that stops today. It will take wit, grit, and maybe a little bravery to re-enter the tower that was sealed long ago and vanquish the Enchantress, as well as the Order of No Quarter. Perhaps you may even find your long-lost friend, save the world, and take home a ton of treasure. The fifth and final nominee for Show Me Your News Game of the Year. This is Shovel Knight.
Gone Mid Boss, please welcome Charmy. We've spent a lot of time tonight telling you all about the greatest games of 2014. Now we have to ask ourselves what comes next. For 2015, we can look forward to the final entry into the Caped Crusaders award-winning trilogy, a grand story continuing off Kojima's twisted mythology, a fresh new idea in a tired, played-out genre, and a fantasy adventure of legendary scale. We've spent all night looking back. Now, let's take a look forward. The nominees for Most Anticipated Game are... Batman Arkham Knight. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Splatoon. And The Legend of Zelda for Wii U. Most anticipated. And the winner is... The Legend of Zelda for Wii U. Hyrule becomes open world. And even though we still have yet to learn the title for this game, we are told that this Wii U game is coming in 2015. Well, we can hope anyway. The runner-up was Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Last year's winner in this category was Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. This is The Legend of Zelda for Wii U's only nomination tonight, and its only win. Typically, the hosts of the Show Me Your News Network and other members of our community come up with gaming resolutions, goals that we can look forward to accomplishing throughout the year in the world of video games. Usually, the hosts of Show Me Your News share those with you during our first January episode of the podcast, but let's make that a bit this year. So for me, I'm going to look forward to beating Super Mario 64 for the first time ever. Usually when I've played this game in the past, I've only gotten through the first couple levels, but I've played Super Mario Galaxy, I've played Super Mario Galaxy 2, I've played Mario 3D World. It's about time that I went back and beat this game. Now another game that I hardly have gotten anywhere in, that's Chrono Trigger. You know, one of the best RPGs of all time, I played a little bit of it during our last anniversary stream. I think I'm due for a more substantial effort into this game, so Chrono Trigger, I'm coming for you. This is a game I've wanted to play, but have had difficulty getting my hands on, actually. It's Hotel Dusk Room 215 for Nintendo DS. Graphic novel style game is one you actually turn the DS to kind of read, which is really interesting, but with different games that have become more graphic novel-like that I've really enjoyed, and the kind of film noir mystery sort of style to this one, I want to give this one a try. So yeah, Hotel Dusk. I had Resident Evil 4 on my list last year. I did not get to it. It's coming to the 10th anniversary of the game this year. It's a GameCube classic. It you know modernized the whole over-the-shoulder third-person shooter action. I have to play Resident Evil 4. Maybe at least gives me some sort of entry into the series, right? But for Grand Theft Auto 5, I had the excuse last year that, oh, yeah, it's being remastered. I want to play the new version on PlayStation 4. I don't have that excuse this year. It's been out for a couple months. I need to play Grand Theft Auto 5 and see what the big deal is about for this big, big, big open world game. So those are my resolutions. What about you, Miles? When it comes to gaming resolutions, everyone should know 
I break these pretty handily. Whether it's saying that I'm going to play Gears of War, Judgment, or Skyrim, these are games I've never really touched. However, I at least gave Deadpool a chance. That was a mistake. Anyway, when it comes to my gaming resolutions, let's just try and pick ones that I'm at least going to touch a little bit. First of all, I need to get around to playing Destiny. I always liked Bungie's other works, and from what I understand, this one at least plays the same as Halo, so I'm gonna enjoy that, I think. Secondly is uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. I've never actually played any of the other games, but this one happened to show up in my Gamefly, so I might as well play it. So, uh, my buddy has always talked about playing Bayonetta, and I never really did, so sooner or later I believe he's finally going to crack and buy Bayonetta 2, which comes with Bayonetta. So, I think I'm going to go ahead and play the uh, Bayonetta series this year. That seems like a fair bet. And, uh, well, man, it Will this be the year that I finally play an Assassin's Creed game? Let's make it a resolution. Probably not, though. Last but not least, my newest roommate has brought a PlayStation 3 to my home. So, what we're gonna do is play a PS3 game. That's my number one. I'm gonna play a PS3 game. Hi, this is Rachel here, and these are my five game resolutions for 2015. Um, my first one that I'm gonna do is Fire Emblem Awakening. This is a game that Sword Hunter got me for my birthday. A bit of a late gift. Still haven't even opened it up yet. Really need to get into playing that game. Been highly recommended. The next game I'm gonna be playing more of is the Telltale's Game of Thrones series when the new episodes come out this year. Nothing currently scheduled for that, but really excited to follow up on that. The first episode, fantastic, did not want to tear my eyes away from it. It was just really capturing. Another series I so need to complete is the Assassin's Creed series. I've been bought this by Yoko. I really need to get into completing this. It's got a great storyline. I always love parkour. Really need to get into finishing that off. So that'll be another game series that I'm going to be doing this year. The series I'm most looking forward to playing this year is the Mass Effect series. So many people recommend it. I put it down in the first game just because I didn't like the vehicle driving mechanics of it, but apparently that doesn't follow on from the first game, so I'm willing to go through that, to go through the three games and experience the story for myself, and hey, Renegade for life. And those are my top five games and series that I'm going to be playing in 2015. So my resolutions, I stayed sort of safe for all of them, except for one of them, uh, because I've been very bad at resolutions since I started doing them. Uh, my first one is at least attempt Final Fantasy 13, 12, 10, 9, 8, and 7 in that order, possibly with the addition of 15. I've never beaten a Final Fantasy game. Maybe this is the year. Probably not. Second one is finish Mother 3. This is Mother 3's third time on my resolution uh, list in a row. I am on chapter 7 of 8. I'm very close. I need to finish it. My third resolution is Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Never beaten it. Beat Paper Mario 64 last year because Paper Mario 64 and Thousand Year Door were on my list last year, but somebody's friend was borrowing Thousand Year Door and I couldn't play it. But now it has been returned and I'm ready to play it now. Fourth resolution is finish Chrono Trigger. 
because I'm at the final boss and I just have to grind for a few more levels and then I can beat him. I'm almost there. I'm so close. I need to finish this damn game. My fifth resolution is kind of open-ended. It's stream at least five games start to finish. Now these can be games I've never played or games I have played before. It could be either one, but it needs to be streamed the whole time, start to finish. Not in one go, obviously. Uh, some of them might be maybe in one go, but yeah, I want to do that at least with at least five games this year. Hey, it's Ben here with my five resolutions. Number one is Persona 4. I've had this game since like 2008 and I've gotten like 30 hours into it and still just can't get around to beating it. But I'd like to. I like Persona 3 and I'd like to beat this one. So maybe this is the year. Resolution number two is the Tack series. Mostly just want to replay all of Tack and the Power of Juju because I got to the end boss when I was a little kid and couldn't beat it because it's hard. But I've been interested in seeing what happened with the second and third ones. I don't imagine them being very good, but I like Tack. Resolution number three is beat Final Fantasy XIII. I had never played this until recently, and I like it quite a bit, even though it's probably going to be terrible, and it's like a 50-60 hour game. I'm, I've got a lot, I've got a lot to do with this one, but I'd like to beat it. Resolution number four is a weird one. I want to beat the entire Crazy Castle series, the U.S. releases. It's a weird series that has like a different version of the game for, for each region of release, where like one is Ghostbusters, another one is Garfield, but they're the same game. It's it's crazy, but I'd like to I'd like to beat a lot of that series. I've beaten the first one already. They're very easy. Just very long. So, yeah. Number five is Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. I've had this game for a long time. I've played it even longer on Friends Systems, and I'd like to beat a Fire Emblem game that doesn't have the casual difficulty setting and path of radiance is supposed to be a really good one and i like it quite a bit i just like to finish it is the thing so those are my resolutions but enough about ours tell us yours let us know in the comments and let's get back to the show ladies and gentlemen the longtime host of show me your news please welcome the buzz soul Heroes, we call upon you. The forces of darkness are approaching, seeking to do others harm, and it's up to you to stop them. The protagonist is the most important part of the game's story, because he or she is you. A truly great player character allows you to insert yourself into their adventure and immerse yourself into their story without a second thought. Are you a powerful witch with the ability to slay demons? Perhaps you're a young girl, simply trying to survive in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. A brave knight fighting to save your comrade with nothing but a shovel at your side, perhaps? Or maybe you're the greatest soldier who ever lived, preparing for his next great mission. Whatever, or whoever you are, fight on, heroes. It's up to you to slay the forces that threaten our worlds. The nominees for Protagonist of the Year are... Bayonetta, from Bayonetta 2. Big Boss, from Metal Gear Solid V, Ground Zeroes. I'm in front of the prison camp. Excellent, Snake. Age hasn't slowed you down one bit. Kept you waiting, huh? Shovel Knight, from Shovel Knight.
Clementine from The Walking Dead Season 2. She's just a little girl, Luke. She's a valuable little girl. I mean, hell, if she can sew up her own arm, she's fit to cross a bridge. You're not my dad, Carlos. And you are lucky you're not my daughter. Thank God. <laughs> Protagonist of the Year. And the winner is... Bayonetta. Bayonetta is the Umbra Witch bearing the left eye of the world, and she is one of the most identifiable female protagonists in gaming today. The runner-up was The Walking Dead Season 2. Last year's winner in this category was Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Bayonetta 2 is nominated five times tonight, and this is its first win. We've covered bits from across the SMYN Network show so far, but we can't forget about the podcast that started it all. Before we present the final award for the evening, we'd like to present this compilation of Show Me Your News Moments from 2014. Do you think maybe Nintendo's being lazy with their virtual console? Because they are absolutely being lazy with their virtual console. No, well, I know that that's... I don't think they're that (laughs) forward-thinking. I think they're they're comfortable with what they're doing. I don't think they take big chances with the technology. They can't even get online multiplayer right for some of their games. The one thing that got me about this update was when bigger gaming news sites were reporting on it, and they were going about it with the angle of, oh, it's going to be more difficult now to grab the ledge. It's going to be more difficult to play Smash Brothers. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. That just shows how I grow up, because the name of the the DLC is uh, Left Behind, and all I can think of is is, uh, popular Christian fiction books. With uh, (laughs) Nicholas Cage doing the movies. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. He's the the uh, the airline pilot Rayford Steele, and he's talking he's talking to his daughter Chloe Steele, and one of the lines he actually says in the clip they've released is, "You know, I guess if your mom had to run away with another man, it's a good thing it's Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Why? Oh man. Makes me fucking fume. And they're doing it again with yep. Pokemon Crystal. Yep. But still, 100,000 people plus sitting in the same thing playing Pokemon for 16 days. Don't get me wrong, I play games a lot and I stream it. Get a life! <laughs> Do something more productive with your life! It's- oh, a shame! First person shooters, you wanna be on Call of Duty Ghost Side, Tony, right now? I'm staring at the, the microphone as if it's you. Tell me. <laughs> are you on ghost side or are you on Titanfall side? Tell I'm me right it. now. I'm on Yoshi's New Island side. <laughs> That's right. There is there is Yoshi's New Island, and it's not. Uh, That's the, the first person shooter game of the year. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Remember, everybody. Tony's the sober one right now. <laughs> Sirs and madams. Usually, I'm the one who tries to get this back on topic. Swatting is being all butthurt over a lost match, knowing the contact information of your opponent, and calling 911 on your opponent's behalf, and making up a story like, I have shot all of my family members, or someone has shot all of their family members inside this home. Send a SWAT team. Send helicopters. Send all this stuff, ha 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 ha, for the lulls. Fuck people. <laughs> oh my. What? I am I am hyped. Oh my god. I am That's hyped right. right now. Is this 
is this happening right now? Are they here? Damone <laughs> Wilson, <laughs> what up, man? How's it going, everybody? Has Good. Crew? Welcome to Show Me Your News. The it's man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Damone Wilson. The it winner. Is, it is great to finally be here. Trust me. I I hear you wholeheartedly. I am I'm really excited right now. This is he amazing. This is amazing. Everyone, he's real. The he's hype real. is real. I, I am actually here, guys. This is this All is right. me. Dahegis. But we're still gonna go to that restaurant that's just called Super Tony's. Yes. That's a thing. Yep. Yeah, I don't buy it. What and where and how? He called me, he's like, Tony, we have to do this at one point. I'm like, yeah, we do. Where is this? Uh, it's in Northbrook, Illinois. Wow. It looks like a chain. Super Tony's. Now I want to go to there. Stole our likeness. <laughs> <laughs> they put the two grumping hedgehogs. Also, guys, I don't know if you realize this, but Nintendo must have spent so much money and so many game resources to add female Robin in there because <laughs> those animations just and then voice acting voice acting that just must have taken so much and I'm you know I'm glad that Nintendo could be the progressive one and and use all those game resources mm. Rachel congratulations you are our new co-host on the show me your news network thank you and I'm very excited I'm very nervous my yeah. first time as a full-time host uh, came with a very bad <laughs> loss of voice. That's true, <laughs> it did, and it's kind of like a smoker's voice. It really uh, did. Yeah. I smoke like 20 packs a day. So let's talk <laughs> some video games, huh? We're part of the Show Me Your News Network at ShowMeYourNews.com. Hey, rumor-filled gossip, it's all part of our tagline. So to confirm, it would appear that Duck Hunt Dog Bowser Jr., Dark Pit, Dr. Mario, and Shulk are indeed confirmed for Super Smash Bros. for 3DS and Wii U based on these leaks. Essentially, if you disagree with what someone has done in their personal life, and if it happened to have you know slipped into gaming journalism, like, who gives a shit? If you don't agree with someone's point of view on something, it gives you no goddamn right to be a petulant child, a sociopath in a way, to publicly disclose their social security number and other confidential information to anyone who wants access to it. To make them leave their home in fear yeah. of the you know threats against them. It's insanity. Man, seeing, seeing that stream pop up, I don't even remember how I found out about it. I just remembered somebody somewhere whispered into the wind someone is streaming the full retail version of Smash 4. This is Super Smash Brothers, not the Wind Waker. Time for a oh, special oh. announcement. Special announcement? <gasps> is it Mewtwo? 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 Are you Are you kidding oh right now? Um, excuse me? Fucking oh Mewtwo? Excuse me? Mewtwo! Fucking um, Mewtwo? Me? Excuse me? Holy yeah! shit! Oh, bad now hashes! Whoa! But with Bowser Jr., I'd, I'd for the big bag, like you know, Ganondorf. You mm. want to make him sound big and imposing, and all that. Mm. So with Bowser, I'd done those, you know, Bowser, and they'd love That's that. Pretty, so that was the one they used. And then I saw Bowser Jr. I was like, okay, I want to do like a funny sort of thing. Like, okay, whatever. 
Bowser Jr. He's the fun version. The <laughs> <laughs> fun size Bowser. With that, I'm Peter. I'm Miles. I'm Rachel. We're out. Happy 2014. Ladies and gentlemen, he was the original co-host of Show Me Your News. Please welcome Samurai Panda. In 2009, form user and notable Spinja Psychowing X9 started a thread to vote and find out which game the community at large called their Game of the Year. The winner back then was Metroid Prime Trilogy. The following year, in 2010, another threat was made, this time led by Master of Fossils. This was the year that this production took the steps towards becoming what it is today, and the winner of that year was Super Mario Galaxy 2. From then on, the show continued to grow and evolve until it was finally the show you heard tonight. Batman Arkham City, The Walking Dead, Fire Emblem Awakening, these are all games that have been claimed as the SMYN Network's Game of the Year through your votes. We're almost done for tonight, but we still have one more award to give away. Once again, the nominations for Game of the Year are... Bayonetta 2 Hyrule Warriors Mario Kart 8 Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and Shovel Knight Game of the Year So, aside from Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS, your 2014 Show Me Your News Game of the Year is Hyrule Warriors. It's the upset of the night. Hyrule Warriors ends up tied for third for best Wii U game, yet takes home our Game of the Year award. If it were allowed to be nominated, it actually would have been Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, but as the community anticipates Zelda on Wii U next year, Hyrule Warriors makes sense in a way for this year. The runner-up was Bayonetta 2. Last year's winner in this category was Fire Emblem Awakening. Hyrule Warriors was nominated three times tonight, and this was its only win. And that does it for the 2014 Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards. I'd like to thank everyone who helped provide lines for tonight, Rachel for announcing I love you so much, uh, everyone who helped writing Darkerai, Doba, Ben, friends and family for their support, everyone who helped out with the creation of musical numbers or bits. Guys, you are all amazing. It's really a very stressful time to put on this show every year, but you guys make it all worthwhile. Everyone in the Show Me Your News community, you're the best, and you're why I do this every year. It's to put on a great product that each and every Sminja can be proud of. I love you all. Anyway, we're going to close with one more musical number. So with that, for ShowMeYourNews.com, I'm Yoko. Let's have a great 2015.
played some video games and they won some fan awards. Sneaking in ground zeros made us alert. But just think of the phantom pain and how it's coming soon. I know that then my wallet's gonna hurt. Well, it's gonna hurt Still there were many that saw a delay to push it back Like Witcher 3 and Batman Arkham Knight We could have played Evolve or some 1886 at least it's not like Battlefield Hardline And in 2015 There's so much to play We will look at our screens And be taken away With no time in between A new game every day Another cutscene So much money to pay Braced ourselves cause we will need that Mortal Kombat X Uncharted 4 and Mighty 9 Not to mention Star Wars Battlefront and Persona 5 Splatoon Bloodborne and we want No Man's Sky Want no man's sky. Night after night, day after day, we'll play Halo 5. That is until there's Zelda on Wii U. The Division, Quantum Break, and some Xenoblade X. Then we will play Yoshi's Woolly World 2 And in 2015 There's so much to play We will look at our screens With so little delay And no time in between A new game every day Another cutscene It's the game player's way and in 2015, there's so much to play. We will look at our screens and be taken away with no time in between. A new game every day, another cutscene, so much money to pay. So
much to play Another cutscene 2015 2015 So much to play Another cutscene 20